What's up, y'all? <laughs> so, um, this is uh, this next episode is going to be uh, with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Eric uh, Conrick, uh, also known as uh, Family Food Dude. Uh, a lot of people follow this guy uh, because he is the snack food king. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I actually refer to him when I uh, I'm trying to get my snacks on. Um, it's a uh, it's a super it was fun for me, man. We talked like about mad music. And we talked about shoes, shoe releases, shoe drops. We talked a lot about life. The one thing that we did not really talk about was, of course, the uh, <laughs> the snacks. A little bit we talked about, but that's actually going to be in a, in a later uh, a later interview, man. I'm excited about that one. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be bringing him back a lot because like, we just we just tend to just kind of dive into it. So it's a it's a it's a good episode. Anyways. Um, I'm excited for you guys uh, to listen to this one, man. You'll you should have a, a fun time listening to this one, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. This is the corner of the circle. This is a man, uh, the only man that I know in my own adult life that can call me a chubby little bastard, and I'm excited about it. Um, the man, Mr. Eric, what's up, bro? Not much. How you doing? Man, I'm straight. Just gonna, you know, chop it up a little bit. Just, I mean, man, it is what it is, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not very formal with this stuff, man. I don't even have my shoes right now. Shouldn't be. Should be relaxed. Should be yourself. That's why I think that when I first started doing reviews, I tried to be too, too professional. Yeah. And there's certain like a fine line you want to walk when right. you're trying to be trying to deliver content. You don't want to be, you know, um, a complete fool. But at yeah. the same time, you want to let your let your personality right. shine through. And uh, if you try to be too too professional, too formal, yeah. it doesn't come through. Because I'm not a professional. I'm, I'm not. not I'm, professional. I'm, I'm not, not like a real proper dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, carrot cake. Eating, you know, yeah. I got Capri Suns on deck. You know. So I mean, I'm not even. Like, I'm literally eating like, like, like this is my my refeed. I'm, just, I'm trying to I'm going ham today. Um, and we're going to oh bro, I didn't tell you we're going to um we're going to a comedy show tonight for uh for a birthday. Um, what is it? it's D.L. Hughley, Cedric the Entertainer, um, Eddie Griffin of all people, and George Lopez. I'm like I'm about one of those guys doesn't really uh fit. You know, Paul A. Griffin. I'm like, he's. I don't think he fits. That's where guys have careers. You know, real talk though, Eddie Griffin is actually, he actually puts on a decent show. Yeah. I just like, it's just I think his brand of comedy just throughout his career is just not you know, it's not those other guys' style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but I mean, it's in San Antonio, so I mean, he'll he'll get a. He has a pretty decent following in, in SA, man. So we'll see how that works out, man. You've been around that long. You get you develop. You can make a living forever. Yeah, you really can. Like the a dude that got that gets sleeped on, man. Like a lot um, is Tommy Davidson. Yeah, dude, he's, he's a, one of the funniest cats, but he gets no love. Like they're like in Living Color, you're done after Living Color, and that's a wrap. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen him do anything after that. I you know I you can probably relate to this. Like '90s nostalgia is coming back now. And I like it, but don't get me wrong, I like it, but it makes me feel so old. It you really know? does. When Cardi B and um, 
uh, Bruno Mars with that finesse video. Yeah. Oh, it's like uh, it's like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I'm like, no, it's not, dude. They're they're doing an in living color trip. Yeah. You don't even know what show I'm talking about. It makes me so. Like, you, you guys don't know. You kids don't. I was don't trying know. to uh, I was trying to show uh, one of my boys, man. Like he's a youngster, bro. So I was like, man, because he met my sister. And dude, me and my sister, I we have almost exact like the like type of humor. So I was like, man, I'm gonna show you what shaped our humor. Like, you know, there's certain shows. So first one I gave him was Martin. So I like I showed him Martin and everything, dude. He did like, dude, yeah. what is this? This is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, bro, you you don't know nothing, you know, they don't know anything about Bar- Martin. And of course, they didn't even know about he didn't know about uh uh about Def Jam, about Def Comedy Jam. Like all he seen yeah. is like the women. Dude, like, yeah. And the thing That's is, like, we yeah. couldn't even. Yeah, we had to, like, me and my sister, we would, like, legit have to sneak. Like, my parents would go to bed. They would come on, like, Saturday night. They would be, they would, like, they would go to bed because we have church in the morning. And we would, like, sneak. You know what I mean? And that was, like, <laughs> when the HBO box had the, you had the HBO yeah. box, you had to do the little, the little, switch. little yeah. yeah, the switch over. To, to get to cable, these cats know nothing about having to do the switch for yeah, cable. What do you know about? What do these, these kids know about thirteen channels? Like thirteen, that was so, it. And then, then when I got a little older, got thirty-one, and that was when we stepped it up. Like I was, like, like, it was number thirty. I'll never forget that. Thirty-one was MTV. Yeah, they don't know about like when, when like what is it? One o'clock, one o'clock. It was either yeah, one o'clock when one o'clock hit, all TV showed off. Yeah, they didn't even know like there was a point in time when TV just stopped. That was it was so depressing as a kid when we hit the national anthem and it was like, <laughs> like, like that's it. Well, man, I guess I, I guess what that's I it, do? man. I think the, the last thing that would show um would be like that uh it would be I forget uh I forget what it was called. It was like it was like DJ Rockbox or something like that. It would be like these old school videos. Um and like they would always show like I oh my god, uh is was that uh I think it's like a heavy metal that uh the cartoon heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the last thing. They would play that thing continuously. That would be the last yeah. thing to play. And I, I hate it. I don't even like it now, but that was the last thing that would ever play on TV. Like, they played heavy metal. Kid, a little kid it's late at night, you're just desperate. Like, oh, man, we watch something, man. Something. Yeah. Then kids don't know the struggle. They don't know. They don't no, know that. They're sport. Like, yeah, I... <laughs> Like, like nobody, no, like my son's not gonna know the struggle. Uh, first off, let's take it way back. Like cartridges, for example. Dude, hard, I was literally about to say that. Hard, he won't even understand not downloading games. There's no physical, even now, physical yeah. games are going away. The dinosaur, see the see the, the disc version, yeah. it's gone. He won't know anything about blowing a Nintendo cartridge no. and getting that thing to work. I don't know about floppy, floppy discs. Won't anything about floppy discs. No, uh, VHS. What's the VHS? Or no, dial-up modem, rotary phones. Dude, yeah, people don't so. even know what American Online was. They don't even know what that was, bro. Like I remember, like we were the like, first people on our block to get to get the internet. And yeah. I mean, it, and the thing is, like all people know is Wi-Fi. They yeah. don't even know the internet. When the internet was the internet, like when you like literally, they don't know anything about that, dude. Yeah, like, if you honestly, if you never downloaded a virus trying to get uh, like. Lil Wayne mixtape yeah. off Kazaa or LimeWire. Yeah, that's the Lime comment. Wire. We're not going to be able to talk about no. it. If you were trying to download Diplomatic Community <laughs> off of uh, off of uh, off of Kazaa, you get like a virus. You don't. We don't have anything come. I lost two computers, man. Just trying to get what was the, what was the tape I was trying to get? I was trying to get. Oh, I can. It was uh. I was trying to download. Oh uh, God, what is that? Um. <laughs> it was uh. Listen, um, 
Muddy Waters, Red Man, Muddy Waters. Oh yeah, dang, that's, that's really that's that's old. Cool. Yeah, I was trying that's to download. Cool. I was trying to download Muddy Waters, dude. And yeah, I, you know what was cool? You probably remember this? Aol's Messenger had a uh, direct file sharing. Yeah, you, like like it was like Dropbox to put in terms for people now, but you can just share everything in a particular folder. So I knew dudes who would just be they were just like deep in the the mixtape stuff. Yeah, and you just went there and they had everything, all the new DJ drama stuff, all the oh, new. Like all that stuff, all like they have compilations. Like that's yeah, different. dude. That's why yeah. I, I didn't even know what the word compilation was. It, it, had it not been for music, that's why yeah. I learned what the, what the word compilation was. I knew um, that that was the. Uh, I mean, that's when DJs were like legit DJs because like drama was like all right, but then back in the day it was all freaking um, DJ Clue. Yeah, like DJ Clue yeah, was like screaming on, everything. Yeah, on everything. Then he just kind of disappeared. You know, and Kid Capri was like always doing his thing, but Kid Capri wasn't like he wasn't necessarily mainstream. Like obviously, like yeah. the Def Comedy Jump kind of put him on, but yeah, man, like I just like cats nowadays. They just they don't understand any of that. So like, I'm people like, don't remember the like, rapping over other people's beats wasn't really a thing until Lil Wayne yeah. started doing those mixtapes and he rap over everybody else's beats. Yeah. I'm, those things were. They're amazing. And it's yeah. just a different time for music. There's more um, uncertainty. You know, there's yeah. more variety. People are just doing more just their doing their thing, man. I mean, and then I think the first time I ever heard somebody take, like, Lil Wayne legit perfected it. Like, that that, fir- that very first Gangster Grills, I'm like, what? And he had done it before, but, like, Gangster Grills was like, you know, like, drama took it and it's made it, like, hella quality. Yeah. And, like, and he didn't pull a DJ Clue and just yell over the whole track. He kind of laced it. Gave him the intro, a setup, and then let Wayne kind of do his thing. But what, like, what was the group? What was the group? Him and he had some other dudes. Um, they did mixtapes only, and they just like, what is the name of that? Uh, oh, the oh, about? him, Cannon, um, the um, some, Illa, no, Phillip. Hold on. He's Google. You're making me Google this because take me back. I'm thinking about. Like he had, he had these compilations. It was but this, like, this is like this is old stuff. I'm talking before dedication. Yeah. I'm talking before. Um, and by the way, and looking at his Wikipedia now, makes me realize like, how prolific he's actually been. Twenty five, twenty five mixtapes. Dude, he's oh. got a body of work. Oh, squad up, squad up. Oh, yeah. Two thousand two yeah. was the first first SQ SQ one came out two thousand two, and there was like nine of them. But he would rap over other people's beats, and he had a couple of dudes with they him. They used to have a song called "Beating uh, Beating Up the Block." Like, yeah, Beating Up the Block yeah. on Chrome. I, I, yeah, yeah. Then I thought they were going to be like this big group. He just he just left them in the yeah, dust. Yeah, it was it. Um, but yeah, dude, like him, and then um, Ice Cube was the first cat that I heard when he did Jackin' for Beats. Yeah, that was Jackin' yeah, for Beats. The, the first time, time that was the first time that anybody really did. That everybody really did. I mean, but people were like. He was. It was either like either it was Feast or Fan with Ice Cube. People either wanted to kill him or they wanted to celebrate him as the next Farrakhan. So yeah, bro, we're already on the music tip, but I was gonna say that for later. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, that's um, good. Before, but you know, before I want to we... actually touch on something like growing up, um, I'm not gonna be one of those like, try hard Caucasian people that acts like I liked Martin. I never watched Martin. I didn't. I didn't get. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get Martin. You know, yeah. um, obviously, like Fresh Prince of Bel Air is more. I guess digestible for a young white yeah. kid. Like, yo, it's Will Smith, the rapper, whatever. But um, I didn't learn to appreciate Martin until I got older. And yeah. I went back and watched it. And I was like, dude, that show was hilarious. I wish I could have. And obviously, In Living Color was hilarious because it's just so it's so crazy and off the wall. And there's so many good impressions. Like, David Allen Greer, dude, is so underrated. He's he the really fun. He's is. so funny. Dude, 
He has the OG freaking, um, oh my God. This is funny because me and my sister to this day, it's hard for us to like, I mean, rest in peace. Actually, her, her birthday was yesterday. Um, Maya Angelou, it's, it was hard to this day to look at Maya Angelou the same after David Allen Greer did that, did his impression of Maya, uh, yeah. Maya Angelou. Like, <laughs> he's, the he's two Sam person. one, bro. Yeah, he's always super funny. I um and it's weird because like people are like, yeah, man, the Wayne brothers. I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> I'll be completely honest. I did not watch a living color for any of the black people. I watched it with Jim Carrey. I think a lot of people did. I think that even if you didn't have a good sense of comedy, you you knew he was something special. <laughs> <laughs> he was out of control. Oh. I almost, and this is the truth, like, my girl, she, she gives me shit for it now. I have um, I have every Living Color episode downloaded. I mean, there's only three shows that I watch. I can almost watch every day, all day. Obviously, Martin, I can watch it. I have all the episodes downloaded. Got a virus because of those. Um, yeah. Same thing, Living Color. Got a virus because of those. All the South Parks. I can literally, if, if, if they were to stop television right now, those would be the three things I can watch. I literally can watch them all day, every day. So, yeah, yeah. man, I, um... Dude, Jim Carrey just was like, he was just the truth. He was the truth so early, man. And there's something funny about Jim Carrey. Uh, I listen to Howard Stern a lot. Love yeah. Howard Stern. He's the greatest interviewer on the planet. He had Jim Carrey on one time, and Jim Carrey talked a lot because Howard loves stand up. Right. And he asked him about his stand up. You know, he stopped doing impressions because he didn't want, to, when he was getting stand up, he didn't want to be an impression yeah. guy. But he, after over time, you know, he honed his stand up, and he realized, you know, he's a, he's a physical comedian. That's yeah, he just, really is. Like, in the toolbox and uh it's amazing like him not doing impressions that's like such a there'd be a crime because he's it his, really is he's man. amazing he's so, the but, world, oh, man. forget i know we're on the tv tip uh i cannot believe i'm saying this but there's kids now that don't know the greatness that in my opinion the greatest one season of television in history the Chappelle show season one no i don't think People understand wow. how many even people repeat jokes from that to yeah. this day that are and not mean. know that it's from Chappelle's show. Exactly. Like, I mean, the the black KKK guy that uh, Clayton sketch, Bigsby. Uh, yeah, Clayton Bigsby. Do when his head explodes, people yeah. still see that and they, they that gift gets searched. They don't know. They don't, they don't know. understand. The, uh, um, you know, I'm probably it's probably some of this is season two, but Black Bush is my favorite comedy skit. <laughs> <laughs> I, it kills me because it's so it's so accurate. If you look back at the, in the history, and it was so it, at the time it was touching a raw nerve, right. and people thought it was a joke that he was that George Bush, or, sorry, Black Bush would start a war. Try to kill my father, son. My father. That was really what. That's really what it was about. Like he had a him. personal vendetta against. Yeah. You know, I'm saying, saying. He's like, I'm trying to get that oil. Oh, oh, oh. That. He, he where he's like, Japan has agreed to drop PlayStations on <laughs> a box of wine. Just the outtakes from that show. Um, when keeping it real goes wrong. Oh yeah. Uh, and like, there's so many terms. P- like, oh, making the band. The making, making the, the band. band. Yeah, bro. Like. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Because I spit hot fire. Like, yeah, man. Like people. Like I think, and obviously Prince, like all the the yeah, the, and that's what everybody knows. Oh, uh, uh, the uh, Wayne Brady, Wayne, Wayne Brady, Charlie even like Murphy. the pure ones, like where most deaf was. Uh, he was like, I forget what skit it was. But he was like, he was like a bird. He's like a bird or something. They were doing yeah. bird calls. Um, or when he's up on stage, I don't even remember what he's he's not, when they did the uh, the uh, the uh, the 
he was a member of like the black delegation, like yeah. whatever, like Trey, yeah. you know, the racial draft and all that. Yes. Yeah, man, like yes. And like, or when he's when he's the rapping, when digital, like even the, I don't know why I remember this. The rapping, he's like the black sheep. Yeah, he get out to the streets like bow. And he's like, what? I forgot I don't, about that. Yeah, I don't remember that. It doesn't make sense. So. The part that oh, the part that used to that, that always Nick did it for me. Nick, you're jogging my memory. Nick Cannon's hilarious. Yeah, like, like yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about Nick Cannon. Like all that <laughs> stuff used to kill me. Like I think my. My favorite part of the Chappelle show, I mean, obviously, like, I, I like his style was like so fire, but like was when he brought the artists on, because he always had artists that I rock with super heavy, yeah. but, like, they, but they yeah. would get no radio play. Like, I mean, that's like when, before Kanye really got on, he did that one with, with um, well, I think Kanye and Common, and yeah. Common ended up putting that version, the, the Chappelle show version, on his album. Yeah. Like, how fire is that? Like, I mean, yeah. um, when he did that, uh, um, when he did the acapella version, when they were just driving through the streets of New York with most Def, that by far, to this day, is one of my favorite live performances that I've ever seen. Like that, I mean, and you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, it's the mighty most, I mean, he can pretty much make anything sound dope, but yeah. he literally just played the track, you know what I'm saying? In a, it, well, he was like, you're in a forerunner just driving around New York and just took like five or six takes of it, like spliced it together, edited it together, so sick. I mean, and it's honestly one of the best like live performances you'll ever see, man. Like, I just, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's weird because like people, like you say, like people they'll use the terminology over and over and over, not knowing where it came from. You know what I mean? And I mean, like I said, we talked about the the Prince skit and all that, Charlie Murphy and all that, and yeah. you know, like it's just it's crazy. You know, you 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 look back on it, and I mean, I don't. I mean, it is what it is at this point. But people just like I feel like our generation is like that last generation. People are like you know what, old boy could do this, and old girl could do that. Like you, like we kind of knew our history. You know what I mean? Because it was, it's kind of part of our culture. It's like, you you know where you came from. Yeah. And now it's just like, what have you done for me lately type? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's 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 yeah, sad. YouTube and stuff, it's so easy to get on now. You don't yeah. have to do stand-up gigs for for years and then get get a lucky break where you get a show or do right. a bunch of movies and stand Now it's like, oh, I got five. I got two million subscribers. So yeah. I got a TV show. Like, what? What? I don't want to watch you. You're not, no, you're you're not, not original to me. No, like, you're not original. You're just... You're just, a, you know, you're the same, it's, you know, the same repetitive person, man. But I mean, yeah. I mean, but, but people. Music's gone, music's gone the same way. There's just, I listen to less music now from like current music than I ever have in my life. I find myself, I actually have an old iPod classic that same. has been hooked up to my like aux, uh, aux cord for, for a couple of years now. And uh, every, when I'm driving home today, I even, and this is really funny, Cam's really into rock now. So oh, that's awesome. He used to jam out like he would hear Future or he'd hear you know Kendrick Lamar and he yeah. just he really he liked the beat, but some one day I turned it on he just was like I don't know. he didn't react to it, and we were in the gym and Pantera uh, this was like a few weeks back yeah. Pantera Cowboys from Hell came on yep. and he just started like throwing his arms around like moshing he just mm -hmm. he just sort of felt it you know and there's no more genuine reaction than children with music yeah. When nobody's watching, nobody's paying attention to them, and they're just whoa, this is awesome. It's and now it's so funny because he listens. I listen to all sorts of stuff, but you know, Barrier Dead came on, and he was like, "Rock, rock." I'm like, "Yeah, it's rock." He's like, "That's it, man." I mean, it's weird. It's weird you say that because even even more so now. Like, let me get wrong. I love my hip hop, but at this point, I've gotten kind of to a. a, a I've gotten like you know. I've gotten like, eh, I'm probably up to up to my neck right now with just like kind of the same repetitive stuff. Exactly. So 
I, you know, I mean, and, and it's cool. Like I started going to this new gym and I started rocking with my, I have a, uh, one of my boys that I, we just became fast friends out of nowhere. Well, he's a hardcore kid. I'm talking like to the core. Yeah. And so all he listens to is like a lot of, I mean, he listens to a lot of stuff. I mean, he's mainly a hardcore kid. And man, like that just took me kind of back to my skateboarding roots, my hardcore roots, my emo, screamo roots, man. And so I've been diving into that, into that a lot. But at the same time, you know, it kind of makes you think like, dude, these people, not necessarily music in general, but just, you don't know that you don't know until you realize you don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so... Like hear more now, especially with like you know all the different social media platforms that that one's able to use. Like with my IG story, dude, I every day I try to just blast something new, something that people like. Even you know something that's not little Zan or little Yachty or little whatever the hell the next yeah. little dude is. And I mean, like dude, show tunes. I love show tunes. So I mean, you know, like one day it's like man, some you know seven seven brides for seven brothers. You know, sometimes it's freaking you know West Side Story. Like I just I blast something. I'm like hey. Name the song, you know, and if you get the song, name the artist. So you have to actually look it up and figure yeah. it out. Like I just, I, and you know, I don't feel I don't feel old until I post. Like I, uh, I taking back Sunday, Pandora playing in the gym the other day. Oh, and Heights was on. Woo! Sunday was on. Uh, all the you know all these all these things I songs I've heard in a long time. Uh, and some people comment on like, oh, it takes me back to to high school in two thousand seven. I'm like, what? Man, I was, I was seven years. I'm like, I feel so old. Like you were in high school still. Like I was in my mid twenties. Yeah, I was. I was, yeah, so, out, I was out trying to figure out my life by then. Like, but accumulate to me in that you know when you were growing up, you probably heard older people, my parents specifically, talk about your music and say how it's not as good as it used to be. Like, yeah. It's not, and I think every generation goes through the same thing. They say, yeah. you know, the older the parents like you don't know good don't music. Know good music. Good music. Uh, but I truly, <laughs> I truly believe this: that hip hop now is uh, lesser quality than it was when I was a kid. Oh, um, without a doubt, dude. And I think it's the only genre that that can really be said about, it. like, because, like, you know, hardcore and 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 rock, and it hasn't really changed. No, that the much. formula stays the same. Exactly. Hip hop was created. It had barely been alive for ten years when I was born. Right. So, you and me, we got in the ground floor, so to speak. And in my opinion, if we're going to narrow it down to one year, nineteen ninety six was the greatest year in hip hop history, and nothing ever come close to that. If you guys, if you're younger and you're, and you're, and you're watching this right now, go Google album releases in nineteen ninety six for hip hop. You will lose your mind. You'll be like, Bro, "All these albums came out the same year." Yeah, we'll do it right all now. These out the same year. Yeah, dude. Like, so, we'll, we'll look at it right now. Look at it right now. And read them off for me. Because I, and while, while you do that, I'm going to talk. I'm going to say, I'm not. I'm not going to say that all hip hop is bad. Now there is good hip hop, but you can find it. Uh, the, the problem is with me when I listen to the radio. It's not so much about subject matter. It's just about the effort, the the spirit, and the soul of what how. I'm not even going to call them MCs, but how people rap these days. That's why I think Kendrick Lamar is so popular. Yeah. Because Kendrick Lamar, what he says resonates with you. I mean, he could be rapping about the same stuff that 21 Savage is rapping about, but the yeah. way he says delivery. it, the way, he, the way he delivers it, that's why, like, Onyx, let's, let's bring it back. Onyx was a terrible, like, oh their, my their God. content was awful. But okay? Stevie Fingers but, brought it, oh my God, yeah. 
delivery, you were like, oh, shh, what are these guys talking about? They're so mad. Even like DMX. Like DMX is not the greatest lyricist by any means. He had some good songs, right? Like made you think, but it was very basic. Mm-hmm. But the way his voice, the passion that he used to deliver, and that's why mumble rap, uh, he, uh, that's the term, I guess, that's, it's, that's why I don't like it. It's just not, it's not about, because they, obviously, I don't like them, I don't like how pills are like the cool thing and lean, yeah. and, and, you know, I just don't, I'm not a big fan of uh, glamorizing that, that, that yeah. kind of stuff, but it's just the, how, how they rap about it. I just, it's not engaging to me. No, I, I, I can, I was, um. One of my uh, one of my guys uh, on my team, he you know he's he's a young kid, you know he's like yeah man, I, you know like old school hip hop is all right, but I mean this new school this is this is where it's sound like let me tell you something. In a, in just a few words, I can summarize every every five. I think that's every five of seven songs are going to be released. They're going to talk about Zans. If not Zans, they're going to talk about Molly. If not Molly, they're going to talk about Lean. Now if that's not, then they're going to talk about a Maybach. You know meaning. If it's not a Maybach, then it's going to be some type of Bentley. If it's not a Bentley, then it's going to be an Aventador. If it's not that, then oh, it's going to be, yeah, right yeah, it's going to be a Wraith. Um, I say now the you know back in the day, our gun of choice was a nine millimeter. That's long gone. Now it's a chopper. If not a chopper, then it's going to be a uh, uh, what's that? Uh, what is even? I forget the um. I don't even know what it's. It, 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 I literally hear it every single time. It'll come to me in a minute. But I say, but it's the same thing. I say, you know what I mean. I was like, if I hear about a Rolex, that's going to be awesome. I was like, it used to be Jacob the Jeweler, but not anymore. So now it's, you know, yeah. it's about, you know what I mean? Like, it's about the same stuff. It's repeated over and over and over. But now you guys are so repetitive about the same stuff over and over and over. Like, um, Draco. You hear about a Draco? Yeah, so everyone has a Draco? That, that's, that's, the, that's the gun of choice now is a Draco? Okay, awesome. So everyone's just, is, they're absolutely amazing with a Draco. So I'm just like, you literally hear the same stuff over and over and over and over. I was like, and the best part? I love how you guys, you repeat your name over and over. Don't get me wrong. I love 21 Savage. Like, I honestly feel like if 21 actually, if he actually worked on his craft a little bit, his delivery is actually pretty fire. His yeah, voice, he has I mean, a very good voice. He has his own style, yeah. If he actually worked on his lyrical content, I think he could be a, he, there's a couple songs he has, I'm like, all right, that's, all right, I, you know, I, I rock with it. But for the most part, sometimes he just says 21 a million times. Like, every one yeah. of these dudes, they're going to repeat their name. And don't get me wrong. People can hate on Drake as much as they want. They can say he still styles and he rips this and rips that off. But dude, Drake will hit you with content. Don't matter. That's what I was gonna say. People get give Drake a bad rap. There's a reason he's so successful because he like songs. His songs are different. I mean, sure, yeah, whatever you can call them soft or whatever you want to say. But the fact is, you know, every song you could probably remember a line from. I mean, right now, you know, she she said, "Do you love me?" I told her only partly. All of my I only love my bed, my mom. I'm sorry. I can remember that top of my head. Over and over, yeah. It's amazing, but it's he. It's like, oh, that's funny. It's you know, he said that. I still remember um, his his verse from Only, uh, where he's talking about how much he wants to to bang Nicki Minaj, yeah. and I think that's the funniest. It's such a hilarious verse to me because I'm like, this guy is just talking like that's how he feels. That's how I really feel, yeah. I, I, and I told I told Kels, like I saw my wife, uh, for these guys don't know, I have a wife, she's awesome. But um, there's a line in that song where he's like, uh, I forget, if you ever want to like, you know, do it, uh, give me a heads up. I'm like, is this dude talking about whacking it before the, <laughs> I think he's talking about it. He, he knows the trick. He yeah. knows something about Mary, you know? Yeah. So, 
It's like, yeah, just, I, 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 I like, I like Drake. Yeah, Drake. I really do. Like, I, I like, like listen one... to Drake with Cam in the car too. You know, that's another thing. Um, I listen to the, I listen to like radio edits now. There's yeah. a station on Sirius called The Heat, and they play R and B. Yeah, and it's edited. So, but even then, Drake Drake doesn't really get too nasty. So, no. it's a uh, he's he's for the kids. Yeah, dude, I, I like Drake. I used to, I, I, I like Drake. You know, and I think with every you know with every you know music fan especially with hip-hop you know like wheezy wheezy was wheezy's the og you know we talked about it earlier like they'll go they'll they'll go through the mixtape phase they'll hit you with these mixtapes so you fall in love with that mixtape version yeah yeah then but then you know we as fans forget like all right there's a mixtape version and then there's the album version the mixtape version is always the grimy, the hungry dude that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm trying to get on. That's, that's the exact word I was going to use, hungry. They're trying to impress people, trying to show off how good they are. Yeah, and then people don't understand, like, the reason that, that Wheezy was even doing mixtapes at the time was he was trying to get that 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 worldwide acceptance from the hip-hop artist because he was just seen as this artist from the South, from Louisiana. He was trying to separate himself from that that old, you know, I guess I want to say label of, like, I'm just, I'm just this, you know, I'm just a hot boy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know... He think he said he was like the 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 best rapper alive, and I remember at the time because he moved to New York to try to get acceptance from you know. I mean, because if you don't know about hip hop, you're like, you know, like if you don't get acceptance in New York, it's a wrap for you. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, you know, he went to New York to do his thing, and I remember like when I read it in the source. People don't even read the source anymore. When he was dying, yeah, yeah, yeah. When 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 they when I read about him moving to you know, to New York in the source, I'm like. Uh, that's a bad look for you, dude. Because all you have is drop it like it's hot. That, that's all the people, you know. But then, like, when I saw, you know, like, oh, he's coming out with this mixtape, and that's like when he came out with that Gangster Grills. I'm like, all right, we'll see. Like, oh, okay, not too bad. When he came out with Gangster Grills, when he came with that second one, I was like, he came out with Cannon. That was a wrap for me. Yeah, Cannon yeah, was, and I think people might even hear him say it. Um, on older songs when he says he's the greatest rapper alive. Yeah. I think people now probably laugh at that. But at the time... Oh, he was the greatest. I, he was a pretty solid number one. He was so prolific. Mm. He was so consistent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the guy had 25 mixtapes and a lot of them are classic material. You talk about against Gangster Grill's dedication. Dude, uh, all that oh stuff. The part that, that, that kills me is people don't realize like when, when he... Like, he pretty much pulled a Babe Ruth and called a shot. When he came out with the Millie. Yeah. And like that's for me, that's when I was like, this dude is the greatest rapper that's breathing right now. Because that let's be real, at the time, no hip hop artist was doing a million of anything. And nope. this dude, not only does he get out and say, I'm gonna do a million, he calls his shot and goes like three, four times over that. You know what I mean? And then of course, follow that, of course, you see Yeezy and of course uh 50, they do their little battles, whatever. And then and they're doing like, you know, I think what 50 did like eight. He did like eight fifty in one week, and um, and then I think Kanye did like eight forty five the same week. Like, like that's that's he. Kelsey must be home. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, but yeah, I'm gonna read this off because like I literally I'm gonna go, hey girlie, what's up? The queen, the queen's in the house. Um, so just going down the line, like I literally like I got chills when I like looking at these. Like I forgot. All right, so of nineteen ninety six, like Eric mentioned. The greatest, it, honest, the greatest year of hip hop. Gee, this really is the greatest year of hip hop. I honestly did, and I have all these albums. What's going on? Line Tupac, All Eyes on Me, classic 96. 
Fuji's The Score, Classic. 1996. About to get a deeper. Outcast, AT Aliens. Classic. A classic. Now we're about to get real deep, man. Like, we're just ankle deep now. We're about to get knee deep right now. Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z, 96. Classic. It was written, Nas, Classic. In the same year. Same you year, dude. You stop right, you can stop right there. It's, it's a wrap. But yeah. then but we can take it even further because now oh. we have Machiavelli, the Don, Cluminati, Seven Day Theory, Tupac, 96. Woo, Hell on Earth, Mob Deep, Classic. 96. Not my type of rap, but oh, like the, the dunny, like the, I wasn't yeah, really bro. but you can't deny it. It's That's when I started getting into, like, I started getting into Mob Deep after Hell, Hell, um, Hell on Earth. Yeah. But we're not done yet because we have Beats, Rhymes, and Life by a Tribe Called Quest, 96. They, I mean, some of these, again, some of these are actually on the list are kind of more obscure. Yeah. They're maybe not classic in terms of quality, but they're, uh, they're, I guess their extensions. Yeah, what they what they did are it's crazy. Keep reading. Like we have Stacks is high by De La Soul. That was pretty good yeah. album. Yeah. All right, but here, oh, cool Keith. <laughs> I forgot that's about the, the octogonologist, man. I forgot yeah, about that. Albums like, like like at the time, the only backpackers listening to Cool Keith. But yeah. That album was it was serious. Yeah. Well, we're not done. Oh my dude! I'm wow, bro. You, Philadelphia Half Life, The Roots. Yep. Yep, classic. We mentioned it already. Muddy Waters, Red Man. Classic. Oh my God. Yeah, oh forgot. my God. <laughs> God. I'm just gonna read these people. I don't really care. If, I, I don't care yeah. if this takes forever. The Coming, Buster Rhymes, '96. Yep. Wow. At the Speed of Life, Exhibit. I forgot about that. Woo! For all you Texas boys out there, UGK, Riding Dirty. That's 96. one of the ones I was talking about where nobody really gives it credit where credit is due. Yeah. But in the South, and I'm, in, I'm from Florida, like Florida, Texas, all that, like UGK yeah. um, was, I mean, that was, it was very important. Um, I forgot. Obviously, Soul on Ice, Razcast. People, right? people don't, Razcast that, doesn't that get dude, a, That's the dude, why is he, why did he never get big? I don't understand. I don't understand how he never got on. Like, honestly, the, the this is what I'll say. Razcast started, he, he had Mo, but he was building momentum. His momentum was building as... Jay Z, Nas, they were solidifying themselves. You know what I mean? And it was one of those things where you could literally see these two. They were kind of, kind of rising out of ashes from everyone else, like, and they were just kind of grabbing. You know, because at the time in '96, I will say this: in '96, in terms of hip hop, like, while the West Coast was doing its thing, like, the East Coast was having its huge resurgence because all that, all that, all the West Coast had was Tupac. You know what I mean? But Tupac was on his yeah. he was on his own level right about that time, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like, all right, cool, but then that's when the East Coast is really making its resurgence. So we'll go even further. We'll go further. Because we have uh Drew the Damage. I forgot about the Wrath of Math. That's another amazing one. Now we Oh my gosh. <laughs> dude, it's I honestly dang, do you like I'm going back reading all of these. Two in a row. This two in a row. These are two bangers in a row. We we spoke on um on what's her name? What's that girl's name? Freaking um oh god, she's hot right now. What's that girl's name? Not Nikki, but Cardi, uh, B. Cardi B. Yeah, yeah. all right. Um, Cardi B can't yeah. Cardi B can't touch these two. First up, '96, Hardcore by Lil Kim. Yeah, Fire. Il Nana, Foxy Brown. Foxy this is the Brown. first. 
I'm going to record as saying this. I did not rock with female MCs that hard that weren't MC Light or Queen Latifah until Foxy Brown. You didn't like, you didn't like Rage? Lady Rage? Nah, bro. She had one. She had Afro Puffs. That was it. What about Raw Digger? You remember Raw Digger? A little bit, but the only thing is with Raw Digger, I only rocked with her because she was like, she was like kind of in the flip mode camp. Yeah, how about um, Jean Grey? You ever hear her? Yeah, she's Jean, Jean Grey is fire. Jean and I talk about this all the time, and it's a shame, but the greatest female MC of all time, I don't know if you agree with me, is Lauren Hill. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But she never really, like, she didn't care about rapping. It was more no. like, you know, she's a musician, so she did yeah. both. She had a lot of commercial success, but yeah. I don't think people, like, people remember, like, that thing. You know, that's her her single. Yeah, right? yeah they don't remember. Fuji's album? Wow. Yeah, I mean, oh, she, like, I mean, her, um... Hell, yeah, yeah, just... dude. Oh god, man. Yeah, like she was. Um, I just her delivery, just uh, just off the cuff, how she did it was just so nice. And I think, I think what makes her for me the greatest female MC was the fact that she wasn't trying to be. Yeah, she just just had that flow. Like she really had that flow. She had the voice. She could sing. She could she sing. Yeah. Like to this day, top three songs of all time for me is X Factor. Yeah, like, it really is. Like. I honestly, I really haven't really gone through that much in terms of like exes and girls and stuff like that. I mean, you know, you break up, all right, it's cool. I hope you have a good life. But dude, if, when, if ever I was ever feeling something, that was the song that I went to, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was what it was. Um, West Side Connection, Bow Down. You know that some people, some dudes wearing jinkers right now are getting, I, we, I'm not going to respect that album at all. It's not really my thing. But you know, some dudes in the West oh, yeah. Coast, that's like, that's, that's, you know, it was written for West oh, yeah. Coast. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. Oh my god, dude! It's wowzer. Um, oh, I forgot about I forgot about Straight Off the Streets. Easy E. He had his old. He he had his he had his album. I don't I didn't, I didn't, I didn't rock with that anyway. Um, but I did rock with the Lost Boys. Legal Drug Money. There's a lot of season. I'm getting more into the deeper stuff that made people forgot about. It yeah, so good. I guarantee they forgot about this one because I, bro, this was like I was in. Yeah, I was like, I was in high school. Yeah, this was, 96 is my freshman year of high school. That's why I remember. This it. is too short. Getting it. I, I, my, yo, I'll never forget this album because my boy Ty Wayne, he had a little, he had an orange S10. Had two 12s in the back of that thing, right? <laughs> this is no joke. It was a, it was a, it was a two door S10. It had the extended cab, you know, but he had these two big 12s in the back. So the box took up the whole back seat. Yeah, so nobody can ride back there. Nobody can ride back there, man. Set up like that. But he used to play this song. He used to play Getting It by Too Short over and over and over. And I just laughed because, like, bro, this album, I remember because the CD, the CD cover is orange. I'm like, bro, this album cover is literally the same color as your little ugly. (laughs) But you can hear that dude come from miles away. I'll never forget that. Um, E40, the Hall of of Game. E40's still rapping, man. That dude is still still rapping. Like uh, what's his um, the Dog Father by Snoop Dogg? Forgot about I forgot about that. That's actually that was a pretty good album. Um, Skills, Fire and Squad for MOP. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Crucial conflict. The, the final tick. <laughs> I I had, a, I had a, my cousin from Ohio would not shut up about that album and Bone Thugs. And I was just like I didn't know what like, I couldn't get into it. It just wasn't. it was hard for me to get into that that Midwest that Midwest style rap because even then because like Twister wasn't really even on right then. Like, yeah, you know like and by the time Twister came around, I was like all right, I'm I'm cool. I can rock with it. I honestly didn't start rocking with Bone Thugs super heavy. I mean they had like the uh, Thuggish Ruggish Bone. I did like that song, but it was I just liked it because of the the hook. 
But I really, I started really rocking with them um, when they got on that Notorious Thugs with with uh, B.I.G. Um, so that's that's what's up. But oh man, nah, I didn't really, I didn't really mess with B. Legit because I just thought like he was just like I just thought he was whack. Like in, yeah. in E. Forty carried him. Um, I didn't mess with MC Ren that hard. Um, yeah. Poor Rice's teachers, I forgot about them. That's more of your backpackers if you're a backpacker. Yeah. But I did. Everybody messed with Master P. That's when the Ice Cream Man came out in '96. That was, you know, and that, and that wasn't like the, that wasn't the first Master P album I ever heard. Uh, I think TRU. I think that was the first no yeah. album I ever. True to the game, I think was the first album I ever heard. But anyways, it all kind of blend together. Yeah. They were, they were so prolific. They like Cash Money. They came out with so many albums. So, so many. Like, yeah. oh, and they bought everybody on each other's albums. But you know, 96 isn't, like, I'm just saying it's the greatest year in hip hop history, but it's not necessarily my favorite because I have so many albums that have, like, I talked about 97, 98 is when Cash Money No Limits started getting big. Yeah, they started getting big. But the thing is, like, the- huge in Florida. I think I think the big thing that '96 did, because even like I'm honestly like the the last big one I see in terms of me being a Texas boy was um, Ghetto Boys. Yeah, Ghetto Boys: The Resurrection that came out, and then of course I'm um, any any people that actually listen to uh, like Sway in the Morning or whatever. It, you know, if, a lot of people don't even know like that Heather B was a she was an MC, and that mm-hmm. she released her. I think that was one of her last albums that she released for that that Take in Mind, but. Um, like for 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 me, ninety six. What ninety six really did was it set up, it set up a lot of, a lot of people. Like it set up a lot of, it set up the new wave of hip hop that was about to yeah. come. Um, because I think before that, I think it may have been ninety two, ninety two or ninety three. I think I just I know from we we argue about it all the time, but in terms of entertainment altogether, um, from nineteen ninety to ninety six. Was probably uh, well, yeah. We'll even give it ninety seven from ninety. because yeah. so, uh, we take forever to about ninety seven. Yeah, yeah. Like from ninety, that was not even that good, but it, it should have been a single. Yeah, because like I said, I'll because I, I was I say you know another top year for me as far as hip hop releases was for me was ninety two. Um, again, that was. The Far Side, that's when they, they released their thing. Dr. Dre, The Chronic, it came out in 92. The Predator from Ice Cube came out in 92. Das Effects came yeah. out in 92. Um, Check Your Head with the Beastie Boys came out in 92. Uh, Business Never Personal from EPMD. So for and so in terms of the, the shift from, you know, I guess old school hip-hop to the, the newer school hip-hop, that's when 92 was kind of like, it was kind of like that stick, you're next. And then from ninety two to ninety six to ninety seven, that's when the next I right, stick, you're it. Cause like I man, cause wow. I forgot. And it was like and then, then you know, you have the the like early two thousands boom where we were wearing like throwbacks and yeah. all that kind of thing. That ended like mm, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Like the two thousand two thousand to two thousand ten was pretty good in terms of, I mean obviously oh, yeah. stretched out was ten years is a long time. But yeah. most of the mo- my a lot of my best music memories are from that time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, like, my favorite albums of all time uh, are, it ranges for different years, you know, like, I mean, we talked about, you know, Ready to Die, uh, Notorious B.I.G., and then um, I really love, my favorite album of all time, believe it or not, is, I mean, it's probably it's actually not that big of a reach, but uh, The Blueprint by Jay-Z. And I think Ooh, yeah. everybody's favorite albums it's not necessarily the best album you've ever heard. It's about the time in your life and yeah. listening to that album. Um, came out on 9-11 when I was in college. Yeah. 
just a very formative time in my life. And uh, there's a lot, you know, and then even albums that have come out in like the last 10 years, I think I, I if I could had a moment to like write them all down, I'd probably, you know, the Carter, the Carter, uh, uh, the Carter 2, even, you the know, Carter two, the Carter 2, Lil Wayne's Carter 2, like that intro. In my, in my in my lifetime, I don't know that the top two intro makers of 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 my lifetime that I don't know that anybody's ever done it better. Um, Lil Wayne was the absolute master of any any intro of any album. You go to any of his albums and listen to the intros, I guarantee you they're bangers. And it it literally took another like 10, 12 years for anybody else to come you know behind them. And the next person that I can think of is Meek Mill. Meek Mill was a nightmare. I think I was like that that. Is that the song I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. Meek Mill's had so many different... Yeah. Meek Mill... Eagles were going to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Like, how can you not come out and tear somebody's head off? Like, and the thing is, you go through all of his mixtapes, you can go... I mean, I'm telling anybody out there that if you don't rock with Meek Mill, you don't necessarily have to rock with him to appreciate his body work in terms of his intros literally will make you want to listen to the old album just based off of the intro. Um, I want to touch on what you talked about as far as, like, the Blueprint being your favorite album. For me... The Blueprint, it wasn't necessarily my favorite album, but um, uh, H to the Izzo um, was uh, the, the Izzo Hova, whatever. It was my, it's one of my favorite songs. Um, just that moment in time, that was when, believe it or not, for, for a lot of people, for me, that was when I started coming back to hip hop. Because yeah. I, I took a break from hip hop because I thought, I was like, man, everybody's kind of sounding the same. You know, there's only two or three artists that are really doing it big right now. I listen to those guys already. Why give anybody new a chance? So I really started getting to my. I mean, I was I was really heavy into my skateboarding and, and you know my extreme sports phase then. <laughs> so I was dude, I was on so much hardcore stuff around that time, and I literally remember I was driving back home. I was driving back home to West Texas from Austin, and I, <laughs> I was in. I had a little green. Uh, I had a green Maxima, dude. It was like a little. It was a light money green Maxima. It was juice to the gills. <laughs> at two fifteens in the back, and I remember like. Again, this is before XM radio and all that stuff. If you want to get good radio, you have to be near like the big cities. And yeah. like, I didn't live near any real big city. So what I did is I had two FM boosters. I had an FM booster that went into another FM booster so I could get. You're just talking about stuff that no, these like kids, if you're born after 2000, 2000 you have no idea. What you don't even know what an FM booster is, but I had to try to get that to try to get the FM wave. And I remember I was driving and. They had just dropped H to the Izzo. And that's when Kanye was just starting to get on. And I remember, like, well, you know what? I'm a, you know, I'm a, I was about, about 50, 60 miles outside of Austin. I was like, well, let me see if I can even pick it up. And I remember I, I turned on my booster, my first booster. And I, he's like, I oh, knew one from Jay-Z. I'm like, wait, Jay-Z's got a new one? So like, <laughs> yeah, before that, like, the internet was big. Yeah. You didn't know what was coming. Nah, so and then so I remember, like, I could, it was like, um, and it, it, played, it had that Jackson 5 in the back. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, Oh, what is this? So I turned on the second booster, and it was a little clearer. But I mean, anybody that knows how FM FM waves work, you gotta you gotta pull over. So I remember I pulled over to the side. I I slowed down is what I did, and like uh, then he's like, you know, you could be in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm like, and it is H to the is. I'm like, what is this? I remember I slammed on my brakes. I pulled on the side of the road, and I, dude, Eric, this is no lie. I remember I turned my speakers up as loud as I could get them. I turned my treble up as loud as I can get it. And I just, I opened up my sunroof. I let down all my windows, closed my door. And I turned, I left my car on. And I remember I, I was on the side, like I was on the right of way on the side of, on the side of the, the highway. 
and I was just like just vibing. I, I will never forget that. As long as I live, it, it's like a hundred and like I mean we're in Texas. Like, it's like a hundred and seven degrees outside. Yeah, I'm sweating and I'm just vibing okay. out to the H to the Izzo man. And I was like, dude, this is one of the greatest things. And I got chills talking about it now. Like, yeah, people don't understand, man. Like, I think music for us, music means as much to us as it does present day because you. You can, you know, if you were a fan, you had to legit be a fan. You had to do some work. You had to do a little bit of research. You had to, you know. I was just about to, te- I was about to say that internet's great. The internet yeah. is awesome, right? It is. It's ruined a lot of, I guess, the the, the surprises. Like you talking, we didn't know Jay Z. I knew that. No. I remember the first time I heard Kanye West rap. Not until recently, Kanye West was one of my favorite MCs. Yeah. He's not so much an MC anymore, yeah. but the body of work will live on forever. Yeah, for sure. Um, there was a, a it was a Diplomats mixtape, or it might have been a Rockefeller Records mixtape, and there was a uh, uh, song called "We Are the Champions" that sampled Queen. And, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This, everybody from Rockefeller was rapping on. I think Dame Dash even rapped mm-hmm. on it. It's complete garbage, but uh, and uh, I remember at the end, and I was a huge fan of Kanye's right. production from Blueprint. That's right. when I first heard. And um, so I would track down all the Kanye. I even had like a compilation of all Kanye produced songs. Right. And uh, uh, I remember, I don't even know what exactly what he said, but I remember hearing his voice for the first time, like, oh, you didn't know I could rap or whatever, something yeah. like that. Or no, it's Dane. Well, Dane goes, Dane goes, Dane goes yeah. oh, you didn't know we could rap? And then, he, and then he starts rapping on it. And I was like, whoa. Because up until that point, you know, outside of Dr. Dre, nobody was really – no. High level producer and a rapper. So, like, I remember, like, I just remember, like, I remember that, that his his says like, now the I'm like, is the way he laced the beat again for people that people that don't know, like, I mean, as as far as is is if you're a hip hop head, you know, like, you fall in love with with artists for what they OG do. So, like, with Kanye, we started loving because we knew, like, oh, Kanye, Kanye produced this beat. Oh, it's about to be fire. Yeah, and then like. That was a, like again. That was one of the first times you ever heard Kanye rap, and we hear him rapping like, "Whoa, okay." Because again, you hear you think of a producer rapping, you think of Diddy. Diddy can't rap. Yeah. No. Then yeah. you, it's all, you, it's all you know, and, and Dr. Dre like Dr. Dre, he's all right. He tries, but Dr. Dre not can't necessarily spit. Yeah, Kanye was the first producer that I heard spit. Uh, yeah, that I mean, obviously aside from like the ones now, but he was the first producer I heard spit. I was like, "Whoa, he laced the beat." Yeah. Most of the time, like most people can't necessarily ride a beat. The most MCs can't ride a beat. So I mean, let alone an MC, let alone a, a producer that happens to be able to, you know, to be a, a, a pretty decent MC. But he rode the beat so nicely, and then he laced it with. I was like, dude, this is. You this know, is nice. you know what I, my first reaction was, all right, this, this is pretty good. But I think <laughs> I was looking at him as like a producer. I was like, oh, well, yeah. That's pretty- for a guy who just produces, I had no idea about his history, you know, because once again, the internet, you, there's only so much, there was no Wikipedia back then, right. you didn't know what he had been doing before, and and then it wasn't until that, that first album, we were like, wow, this guy's way better, he's a really good, rap, like, MC, he's not just a producer that can rap decently, he's a great producer and great rapper, so it's hard to, to beat that first, like, few, two or three albums, that first three or four albums, actually, you know, first five albums, oh, yeah. I mean, Look at even 808s and Heartbreaks, you know, um, oh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Face, like all, that, all those albums up until, you know, I, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I stopped or, rocking with Kanye after like his second album. I was like, this guy's losing his brain. And 
Yeah, the last two, I'm just. I was like, you know what? You tried. You know what I mean? I mean, every once in a while, you're like, holy blood, Elise. I mean, yeah. But he's just. He's a good producer, man. I just don't care to hear a rap about him much anymore. Nah. Which, hey, I can go pee and anything asking these questions, but what's your favorite album control of all time? Because I'm all honest. I don't know. I wish you to go back. I'll think about. I'll think about that when you come back. Okay, it's not. Okay, I'm gonna give you mine before I pee. It's not even a good album. The Dynasty. Rock, <laughs> Rock, Rock, Familia, The Dynasty. Oh. Uh, you can think about that. Okay. That, all right. As a Rockefeller guy, like it's not a good album. All right. Uh, that's <laughs> bleak. Not a good rapper. Not a good rapper. Uh, that's why Rockefeller is kind of whatever. But hard to beat that. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> In the key of life on my mental piano. I think that's the way it goes. And I was like, oh, this album is about to be straight up classic and <laughs> it was doo doo. It was it was I might have listened to it twice. It's the only Jay Z involved album that I listened to less than uh In My Lifetime Volume Two. I think Honestly I, I think right now the greatest probably my favorite right now intro to an album aside from the Carter 2 which is God, it's hard it's hard to look past Carter 2 but as far as an actual intro would probably be the Black Album uh, Jay-Z with, with when it's his mom the way she opens it up and yeah. that's probably for me so yeah I mean it just it, it starts like a score and I'm like oh man and the thing about intros, I mean, you, you made a real good point. The, the thing about intros that that uh, that helps slash sucks is that if the intro is like just perfectly laced, then you're like, oh, this is about to be something amazing. Yeah. And then you can listen to it. If the intro sets it up correctly, it just keeps building momentum. And if you're smart, you'll have a really fire outro. Yeah. You know, and so with me, I think that's why the Block album is is probably my favorite intro because it literally sets the tone and it does not disappoint. There's a couple songs that kind of suck, but for the most part, by the time you get to the final song, you're like, "Holy shit, he just took me through a movie." I just, yeah, you know what I mean. That's but that's that's Jay in a nutshell oh, to me. Man. He's my favorite MC, by the oh, way. Yeah. Uh, Same. There's nobody that's more wildly inconsistent. A guy that can come out with a classic album. Follow it with a mediocre album. Follow it with a complete dog shit album. My Lifetime Volume Two is complete dog shit. I almost quit on. I almost quit on them. I was like, I'm done. Like, you know, um, Hard Knock Life. Yeah, it's you know, there were successful songs, but like Hard Knock Life and, and Sunshine. And I'm like, oh god, what is he doing? And but then he comes back, and you know, we get the Blueprint, yes. and um, you know, we get uh, the Blueprint Two. Uh, you know, and then it comes back. We get the Black album, uh, and then we get um, what was that one? We did uh, album after the Black album. Oh my God, um, it was so bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking them up as we speak. I blocked it to my memory, and then but then we get Watch the Throne, you know, and Ooh. then we get you know, it's just he's really good at, at letting you down, but then bringing you back up. So, but well, I love Jay. I, yeah, I mean, Jay has a. I mean, I'm always gonna. I'm probably always gonna be a, a huge Jay fan. Um, I mean, I don't know that I can, to be honest with you, I don't know that I could ever not be a Jay Z fan. Um, yeah. I didn't even know there was a Blueprint Three. To be honest with you, 
Oh, oh it wasn't. It's not. It's not that. But it's not as bad as whatever the thing that. What was the name of the album that came out after Blueprint Two? I can't oh, remember the name of it. Um, American Gangster was it? Oh no, American Gangster was good, but I don't even. Really, I don't really include that because it was like a soundtrack type thing. Even though he. I forgot, he was, dude, I forgot about Kingdom Come. That's the trash. That's yeah, that's, man. Kingdom that was Come not a good one. Garbage. I tell you, the best of both worlds. That you know what? I'm gonna say this because that's I a fun album. That's fun. Like, had R. Kelly not just blown his freaking gasket and just, you know, done what R. Kelly does, that could have been a very successful franchise, I feel like. Yeah. Um, it's a concept, too, that I'm surprised hasn't been uh, done more. Although I heard, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Is it uh, uh, Joiner Lucas, I think, and Chris Brown are doing are doing like a type that kind of album. But, but I mean, it won't really be it won't be the same because you're not Chris Brown's not like at his peak like R. Kelly was. Like R. Kelly is the thing that people they, they I forget people sleep on. Chris Brown is at a very good MC. Yeah, he's a very good MC. He he could just do it on his own, but you know it is what it is. Um, yeah, dude, you know Jay's got a lot of stuff. I'm looking through like he's got a lot of stuff. I mean, he's got enough that he has a legit greatest hit album. You know, yeah. for me that 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 speaks volumes about a about a you know uh, about an MC is if you have a you know Magna Carta Holy Grail that was a good one. I'll, I'll yeah, give you, you know what I mean. There's that dude. There, that's an interesting album. Um, it's very. It doesn't really like fit. Uh, yeah. Just listen to the way that the whole theme of the album, like the way it sounds, some of yeah. the songs. Just, it's very different. I almost forgot about that album. It's not yeah. a bad album. It's just it doesn't stick with me like Black yeah. Album or um, the Black Album is by far one of my top. It's it's you know and it was hard for me. I think if I would have liked Kanye more, Box the Throne would be one of my favorite albums as well. But yeah. at that time, I was completely done with Kanye just as a person. So I just I couldn't really rock with him. And I mean, for me, the only reason I like I mean with a lot of stuff, the only reason I listen to some songs that you know featuring Jay Z is because Jay Z's on it. You know, I mean, of course, it's four four four. It's absolutely amazing. I I love the album. Um, I think it's an it was a needed album. Like I think, I think this is the first. I mean, as far as Jay Z album, like I mean, Jay Z's been old for a while. Yeah, I was I gonna think, say I like the reason I like that album so much is he finally started rapping about some things that were current to it him. It was a grown man problem, like you know, like yeah. the the whole like because for a while he was like you know it was like he's trying to justify like I'm older, but you know being old is a new young. Like nah, bro, you're old. Just accept that you're old. And let me rock with you because while you're getting older, your fans are getting older as well. Like, bro, like speak on some stuff that we want to talk. Like, you know, if you start rocking, you know, talking about four one k, I'm not gonna be mad at you. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, which is why I think, which is why I think people responded so well to the story of OJ because it's like he was doing what older people are supposed to do yeah. to endow wisdom to a younger yeah. generation and be like, listen, you're you're screwing up here. Like don't oh, like look at history. Look what look what it's shown you exactly. what you're supposed to be looking at here. Yeah, like I um you know I honestly I had no this is literally gonna be this is gonna be a, a music uh, edition. This is dope. Hey it's it's either music or shoes with us, dude yeah, or T it really is. Alright so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll so people at least know give us you know um Give me this, a little right, a little back, you know, a little background in your story, like just you know, a little background, like you know, where you're from, you know, what you do, blah blah blah. So, for those of you guys who don't know me, uh, I am known as Family Food Dude on Instagram. Uh, my name is Eric Kenry from Sarasota, Florida. I was born and raised in Florida, born and raised in this town. 
I moved to Orlando, Tampa a couple times, but I'm probably going to die here in Sarasota, Florida. It's a little sleepy retirement community. It's got the greatest beach in America, number one beach in America, Siesta Key Beach. I ride my bike past it a couple times a week. It's great. Uh, I made a name for myself on social media, uh, reviewing foods with my son. I'm just posting junk food stuff. I'm also a coach in USAPL, coach powerlifting. I also coach general fitness people, help them lose weight. I used to be 300 pounds, uh, so I have a good – I have a good uh, – perspective on people's relationships with food and uh, I'm not I'm not a psychiatrist or uh, I'm not trained I've battled eating disorders myself but I, I have a lot of uh, I, I try I like to call myself a lifestyle strategist I like to help people try to balance their lives a little bit better and I also help people get strong from the platform and that's uh, two things that really bring me a lot of joy I'm also a husband and a father I have one child his name is Cam he's the greatest toddler on earth right now and yeah his uh his uh Sister will be on on the way here in five months or so, and they'll create the greatest tag team, greatest intergender tag team on earth. <laughs> and, uh, I used to be a professional wrestler as well, and I I wrestled for seven years, and I wrestled with a lot of the guys. You're probably gonna be if you watch WrestleMania this weekend. Uh, I'm I've been in the ring with probably half a dozen of those guys that you will see on the main show. So that's pretty cool. And to see my friends get to that level and to make a living like that and to be famous is pretty cool. And don't think that I won't be calling in some favors when Cam's old enough to go watch the wrestling matches. We're gonna be <laughs> be backstage that's and everything. Dope, dude. So uh, I also love shoes, and this is I'm bringing it all full circle here. The reason LS and I even had like started like talking conversely we got we got trapped in the same car one time on a, in a carpool at raw nationals and it was a long car ride it shouldn't have been so long but it was it was long as hell and nobody else was talking so turned out ls i had a pair of black cat fours on i forget what ls was wearing uh, by the way the soles are cracking on those things it hurts my heart they're freaking 12 i don't know why you're tripping they're 12 years old they're 12 years old you're not trying to soul swap them yeah, I, I, I like I like to wear shoes till they explode. So, mm. but we started talking about shoes, and I remember this vividly. This is in uh, Aurora, Colorado. Um, I remember talking about how badly I wanted the LeBron Eleven what that's like. That was like the shoe that I needed. And I I I took the L. I took the L on the on the release. It was not even close, and it was actually easier to get shoes then than it is now. But yeah. we could talk about that for hours. Mm. Turns out though, like I just waited and waited. And this is it for, for you guys out there. This is like kind of like a metaphor for life. Those things you got to be patient. Yeah, uh, waited and waited. Probably like two years later, I got a pair for what basically amounted to retail on eBay, even though they'd been like four hundred dollars, three fifty. Yeah, they trying to kill and so yeah that's full circle and ls and i just bonded over shoes it turns out we both like music a lot and uh so that's that's uh, that's how we know each other then we're always we meet each, meet each other every year at raw yeah. national to talk shoes yeah it's so funny because like you guys like you guys don't know this you know the this eric you see now this is the this is the the, the calmer more patient you know what i'm saying like <laughs> just i mean it's weird because just like a, a few years ago like this is like okay, I'm trying to think. There's not, I mean, there's a few people on social media, man, that, that try to that try to get down with people. Like, I mean, Joe Cap trying to he, he tries to get at people a little bit. I know that um, Sean Noriega he used to get at people a little bit, but no, I I can tell you right now, just from personal experience, no one would get at people like Eric would, bro. Like I was, I was the I was wildest insane. dude on. It, it wasn't, it wasn't like it didn't come from places like insecurity no. or anything, but. Uh, I think a lot of it is the pro wrestler in me. Yeah. I just, I just love, 
I used to love just poking people and like getting a rise out of people, you know, working the crowd, you know, like being the bad guy and, and just making people mad. And, and you, and you probably, and you hear this all the time. Having a kid really changes your perspective on things for a couple of reasons. One, I just don't have the time to argue on the internet with, with strangers anymore, whether it's real or not. It's yeah. just life is too short for that. I got too much real responsibilities. I only have so much energy. This kid's, this kid's a wild man. And uh, two, like it's draining. It's, yeah. it's very draining emotionally to get in these types of, of, of things, uh, not just time wise, but you know, being involved in this. And I don't need that kind of, I don't need like beef. Bro, I, used to I don't need so hard. I don't think people understand. Like, uh, it's me, not something I like for, for people like that, you know, like for me, like I just, I'm kind of like, ah, oh, everybody love everybody. Let's just, let's just rock. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, you know, and if you know Eric, like you're like, oh, dude, he's, he's one of the dopest dudes, one of the chillest dudes ever. But like, if you only know Eric via social media at the time, like, bro, this guy's a bully. Like he's out here. Yeah, mur- that's, and and that's another reason I didn't want people to develop an opinion on yeah. me based solely on my interaction yeah. on the internet because I don't want people to think that I'm a bad person yeah. or think it's mean because I'm not that kind of person. And, and so, up, and, and I just want to lead by example. Do not, yeah. you have a kid, you start paying attention to the way you talk to Too people, story. start paying attention to the, way, the things you say. And, you know, I look back and everybody harps on, oh, we're too PC nowadays. But I'm like, really, is is that really a problem? Is it really a problem to care about how your words affect other people? Sure, there's a line. Sure, there's a line that we, we don't need to cross. But, you know, um, like I'll, I'll say, I'll be honest with you. Like when I was younger, I used to say like the word gay I, as a derogatory term. I'm like, you're gay. That's yeah. gay. Or I'd say faggot. You yeah. know, um, I'd say uh, retarded yeah. all the time. Just like kind of flippantly when you're yeah. a kid growing up with words, whatever, but as yeah, you get older. Words, yeah. When you get yeah, older. And I was never, you know, I never had any, I, I clearly had no problems with whatever uh, yeah. decision anybody makes with their lifestyle. I, yeah. I, I literally want everybody to love everybody. everybody. And yeah. I was always like that, but I became even more passionate about like LGBTQ rights and things of that nature when I had a kid because, and this is what I don't understand about people who, have so much hate in their hearts and, and they're, they're like bigoted. Like, do you not have kids? What if your kid turns out to be gay? Like, you're not gonna love that child. Like, yeah. I will love Cam no matter what he wants to do, as long as he's a good person. I could care less what he wants to do, right. um, who he wants to love. So, uh, I want people to understand that I don't want people to make a snap judgment on me anymore based off just like one snip, one interaction. Yeah. And I got a temper, I'm gonna get a temper, man. Look. Don't get it twisted. They're, I'm not friends with everybody. I yeah. don't want to be friends with everybody. I'm very picky when it comes to that. But I also, I just want to be like you. Just, just I just want to chill out. I want to be, yeah. I want to have fun. I don't want to have to, I don't want to like go to a meet and be nervous that somebody there has, beef has beef with me. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, you're, you're, I buried, buried every hatchet I had when I went to Ron Ashnell's last year. And yeah. because I was, I'm getting too old for that shit. I don't want that uneasiness, that awkwardness. I want to be relaxed. I want to be chill. And that's it. Well, you have bigger and better fish to fry. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I think when, when, when a person, at least for me, I found out when, when, when I was just focused on myself and just doing me and kind of just living me, you can kind of say whatever and do whatever. But then, you know, when you, I think when you're, I, I, it's going to sound really weird. And I'm, I know I'm not using terminology at all correctly. When you're a knight, your only concern really is making sure that you secure the, the you secure the, the, the kingdom from someone else. You, you want to make sure that, you know, you, you know, you're a soldier, you, you want to get knighted. You're, you're worried about yourself, yourself, yourself. 
when you're like, I don't can't necessarily say king, but when you have your own kingdom, your own empire to worry about, your concern becomes less of the smaller things for more of the bigger things, the things that are not necessarily going to affect you, but everything and everyone else around you. And right. For me, I, I you know I notice like especially with, with with lifting, getting lifting, like you know I you know I come from you know just hella competitive sports. Everyone's your friend. I saw you. Let's go kick it, blah blah blah. We're part of this big team, but when you you go into you know lifting and stuff like that, you're more of an individual, so you can be super picky about the people you surround yourself with. And for me, I got lucky, dude. I met you guys out the gate, and I met people that knew what they were doing right out of the gate. So I, I honestly could like you know follow every everyone else's example. Like, all right, cool. He's he's making moves. I'm gonna do that. This guy's he's drowning. I'm not gonna do that. And so I just you know I kept just doing that. I just kept kind of you know following and listening to the OGs and just you know trying to just make sure that. That, that I just didn't necessarily ride anyone else's way, but I just made sure that I, if I'm going to build a kingdom within this, you know, within this thing, I got to make sure that, you know, that I'm not burning every bridge that's around me. Right. Um, and I think as the years have progressed, like you, you just, you know, obviously like your brand's getting bigger, you know, I mean, and you know, you're, you know, for those of you that don't know, like dude, the KPS, like dude, they, you always have at least 20, 30 lifters seems like every single meet, like yeah. not so know. much anymore, but I definitely am. I like since the, the QTs went up, but I mean, I still have at least half a dozen yeah, at yeah. every meet I go to, like whether it's locally like, or yeah. at Ron Ashley. Yeah, you always have like you know uh, uh, a lot of lifters there. So it's, now it's like you know not only are you you know it's not just the Eric show. You know now it's the Eric Kelsey show. Now it's the Eric Kelsey you know and Cam show. You know and like it's it's like the family the family grows, but also the brand grows and you know your reach grows. And I think now. Just you know, for me, because I am a little older than Eric, like it, I literally—it's not even a, a thing of maturation. It's just like your priorities and the things that you you're concerned about. They they've grown, you know, they've grown to a point where you know it's it's the real. You're worried about the real, and the, yeah. you, you you've kind of just left the fake behind. But I mean, and it's it's dope for me because I'm like, I mean, you know, I you know, it's it's cool because I I guess I met you right around the time like you know what this dude is a wild boy, like like I used to. This is no joke. My my favorite parts of my nights were <laughs> I'll get on Facebook and I would literally just go to your wall. I'm like, dude, this is about to be amazing. And I would just watch you just just murder people, right? Yeah, left, right I was right. angry. I was angry about stuff and I wanted people to know about it, you know. And uh, I don't I don't really feel like I need to tell people what upsets me anymore because I think there's too much of that on Facebook. I think. People are I'm not going to lie to you and say stuff isn't pissing me off. It does, but that's what my wife's for. We, oh, no, I tell you, I tell you used to kill me though. What the fun part would be like, you get it, yeah, you would like you like you be getting it, getting into it with someone, you know what I mean? And then it would be like a rap. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. It would be like you you would real write something and somebody would respond. Like, all right, he put the bait out there. Let's see what the guy says. Respond, and the guy would respond. I'm like. Right. Oh, uh, this guy's done. I was like, baby, watch this. This guy's gonna be done. Like, he's he's done in four responses. Promise, four or less, four or less. And you would like destroy the dude in like three comments. I'm like, whoa, the guy didn't respond. I guess guess he's outmatched. But then the dude would come back like later. They try to like spit some facts, and then I was like, oh, oh, shit. like Kelsey just got in. And Kelsey would hop in. I'm like, dude, it's a wrap for this guy. He we both were like, yeah, we both were like that. But you know, it's focused. So you get too focused on things that don't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you had a kid, or you're even, or if your business gets bigger, it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to have a kid. Nah, um, and it just you get you get bigger things, you get bigger priorities, and, and you know that's just the part of the maturation yeah. process. And even if I didn't have a kid, I think I'd still made I would have made yeah. a similar 
uh, evolution because I know that like leading by example is very important to me and um, I'm a coach. I'm somebody who people look up to. I don't think that that's a, a good way to behave if you have clients and I want my clients to kind of do what I do, yeah. not, just, not just do what I said. So. Speaking of which, I, I want to I want to touch on something, man, because this is literally before I started picking up, and I, I've referred back to you a couple of times, man, in in a couple of my podcasts when I was actually getting started, like taking on clients, because I know that people have been reaching out to me for you know a number of years, like nah, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. When I finally decided, you know, kind of do like actually, you know, um, Joey Flex was like kind of like that last little push for me to to go and do, but I I remember like and I, when I really started taking it serious, I remember. I read you wrote something about, you know, you know, people thinking it's easy to be, you know, uh, an online coach and everything. And how I think it's passive income. Yeah. And in like how it's like an actual full time job. And this is no joke, Eric. And I, I honestly to this day, I remember that when I don't want to do it. And I'm like, I'm an hour 12 of, you know, what I thought was going to be just eight hours in the day of like working, with, you know, on these programs and with these people and stuff was when you wrote, you know, it's if, you know, basically you know, I, I don't want to like you know mess it up, so I kind of paraphrase it. But basically, like people just think, oh, it's it's a couple hours. I'll do it, and I'm do and I'm done. But you know, you said pretty. It's 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 more than a full time job. You know, what I mean, you you put just as many hours in. You know, um, than a person that's put in forty hours a week on a job. Yeah. Um, and I, I honestly, I'll never forget that because like that was always the back of my head. I'm like, well, dude, like, am I able to give this person a hundred percent of my time, or I'll give this person a hundred percent of my efforts? You know, because like, you know, like Eric does it. Eric has a ton of people like, dude, I don't know that I can do it. And so I would turn people down because I, I never forget. I will never forget reading that, you know, um, when, when you posted that, like you posted on Facebook and I screenshot it, you know, and, and I saved it for a long minute, like trying to figure out, like, dude, is this really what I want to do? And I just kept telling people, no, no, no. It's like, all right, I'll take on one person. And dude, I, I was like, dude, this is taking way more time than yeah. I thought. But then I kind of got assisted and I was like, all right, I'll take on one person, one more person. And, you know, I think after like the 10th person, I'm like, all right, this is definitely, this is definitely what he said. This is far more than a full-time job. You know, if you're actually concerned about their well-being and you're actually concerned about, you know, the, the betterment you know, of, of them, not just as a lifter, but as a person. Yeah. And I do, I never, you know, and, you know, um, and I've used that term, uh, I've used that, that phrase a couple times, like, you know, it's, it's, you know, um, Obviously not in the, the same words, the exact words that you you use, but I've said that a couple of times, and I always cite you as as my reason behind that. Because like honestly, had I honestly, because I, I was one of those people, I'll be one hundred. Like man, it seems like it's easy money. Like I feel like I could do that, not have to really work that hard. A lot, but a lot of people don't make that the decision you make where they decide to take it seriously. They just continue to do it, and that's why there's so much. The market's so oversaturated it's with coaches. Saturated with these. There's, a lot, of, there's a lot more good ones to choose from, but there's also a lot more bad ones to yeah. choose from. So like I just that was that was one of the things, man. I, I, was, I was telling actually on my last podcast with Joey, uh, with Joey Flex and um and Russ, like I talked about that. I was like, yeah, like you were like the first person, you know, that that I looked up to that was doing it. You know, doing it in a big way, you know, and, and actually like making making a difference in people's lives. And I knew I knew some of your lifters and, you know, and it, would, it was it was never one of those things where like it was, you know, every lifter that, that I'd ever talked to, like it was never like a forced conversation. Like, dude, Eric, dude, he takes care of you, does this and does this, because sometimes I don't know what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. He'll just he'll say this, he'll say this, he'll send me this, he'll show me how to do this. I'm like, oh, word. So like just, you know, it wasn't it was never like a direct conversation that I ever had to have with you. It's like. It was always always indirect and through like your clients that you had that were like telling me like dude, oh he helps us with this and he helps me with my meat prep and this and that. I'm like, dude, like this fool does a lot. That's 
Yeah, it's not just writing numbers on a spreadsheet. Yeah. I think a lot of people think that's what it is. And, and it's and not that's what a lot of people thought. You know, or at least that's what I thought. I was like, oh well, I'm great with numbers. Like, psh, I can do that. But then when you see like the there's a lot of intangibles and a lot of behind the scenes stuff that, that has to happen. I mean, and it's like a lot of that stuff like people can tell you about it, but like you have to learn as you go. I'm like, in a, and honestly, even to this day, like I'm like, shit, this is what he's talking about, bro. Because like, yeah, I, this is this is ridiculous. Like some days I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm oh, saying, trust me, that doesn't stop. There's yeah, all there's so, all stuff where you're just like, like what? I mean, I, yeah, I definitely. Part of, honestly, part of being a coach is just, a lot of it is just talking people down from ledges and just convincing Dude, them that it's not. I, yeah, man. And it, it, here's a here's the funny thing that this cracked me up, man. Because like I think I I, I can I, I think I remember Kelsey. Um, we were at the gym. No, we were we were at nationals, and I think you guys were just having like a passing conversation about like just like I think one of her clients or whatever, you know. And, you know, and she's like, "LS, this girl, something. I forget what, what the, but it was just like, wait, what? They get that crazy? Like, I didn't even know. Like, I didn't know that. Like, but they just learn how to deal with females and and males, like how they're different, and everything. You know, and um, between you know yourself and um, I, I think um, Gleason, Ryan Gleason, uh, like you two are the the only only two I know that that really. It, that, that I know of, of my friends that really makes such a huge impact in terms of female lifters. Uh, you know, I, I've had a few few girls that come to me and ask me about. It. I mean, and I can handle I can handle up to a certain extent, but when they they need super specifics, you two are the first two that I mentioned. Like, the, go to these two guys because yeah. honestly, appreciate that. I've I, had a lot of. I, I think that I, I'm good with female lifters because my first like handful of clients, including my wife, was my first client, yeah. and then my first handful of clients they were all female. So I had a lot of practice, a lot of trial by fire, just in it. I mean, it was rough, but um, you learn a lot of things really quickly about female lifters. And I'm not trying to be sexist here, but it's, if you've ever coached both, you know that female lifters are very different than male lifters yeah. for a litany of reasons. Uh, just there's a lot of different physical things that are, yeah. that are different for female lifters. Uh, I mean, mentally. All lifters are crazy. Like all all athletes are a little a little cuckoo. So I'm not saying one's more crazy than the other, but there's definitely uh, different ways to go about training them. Um, some things work for females that don't work for men. Here's a legit question because at least in my experience, I found that my female lifters are they're quicker to follow the protocol than my my, my yeah. guys. Yeah, women are much more coachable than men. That's another reason I, why. I, 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 I thought it was just me. Like maybe just my personality. Like they, you know what I mean? Or because like I feel like you every, thought, well, you're you're validating me right now because I always thought guys were my worst clients because like maybe I'm not super strong. But you bench 500 pounds and they still won't listen dude, to you. So I tell you what, what makes there. me so mad is like when you when you spend. I think what what's the biggest thing that's like really like kind of hurt my feelings at this point has been. When they ask for something like, you know, and most of the time it's like, you know what, I want you to trust me. I promise you I have your best interest in mind. But then they have a few requests here and they're like, all right, cool. I'm going to try to make this as customized for you as physically possible without going, you know, beyond the realm of what we're trying to accomplish with you. And you spend, <laughs> that's what I literally spent. This is no joke. I know I spent ex at least 100 hours customizing thing by thing by thing. Is that the man? Hey! <laughs> you say hi. Uh, hi. Yes. Can you say LS? Hey. Nice. Hey. Yeah, I spent. Did you customize all that? Yeah, and, and then I give it to the guy. He gets two good weeks in, and then he decides to go rogue. Yeah, brother, what are you doing? The best is this old guy. They're like, well, 
you know, uh, I like what you had here for me, but the thing is, in the past, I've gotten a lot out of it. I'm like, what are you paying me for exactly? Like, it's like going to the doctor and they're like, listen, you, uh, if you don't clean up your diet, if you don't uh, eat less red right. meat, um, then you're like, well, that's good, guy with PhD. But yeah. the thing is, I love bacon, so I'm going to eat bacon. Yeah. Well, why why did you even come here? I think that if you're watching this now and you have a coach, you should always ask why. Yeah. Why do I do this? Why? Yeah. What, why? What why? is the point of this exercise? What are we doing here? What's our end game? What's the direction? You want to know the logic behind things, so you right. learn. Because as coaches, are we should be educators. We shouldn't just be telling people to do stuff, right. telling them why we're doing it. So at some point, they can become coaches themselves. Exactly. I've coached a lot of people think, that have done okay, that. So it le- okay, thank goodness. Because like what you're saying is exactly what I'm I'm trying to do in terms of how I'm coaching now. It's you know, and it's it's. You know, I, I've told uh, uh, you know, a few clients, it, it's hard calling clients, but I mean, because both of them, they, it starts becoming so personal, they, they become like family, but Same. one of the things that, you know, that, that I tell a lot of them is my my job is, my job is for you to leave me eventually, you know what I mean? And if they stick with you, that's awesome, but my job is for them to leave me. I want them to be educated enough that they can start doing it for themselves, you know, doing it for others or whatever, and you know. It's it's a bit of an, it's a bit insane it's it's a bit of an insane oh no I I'm eating I'm eating these so M and M's M and M's you like M and M's yeah I have everything so you know but yeah I that's just that's been that, one of that my should be the end goal for every coach you know um, pa- powerlifting not so much I mean powerlifting I could see somebody using a coach. Maybe it's not during the off season, but like when meat, meat prep and stuff like that. Uh, but nutrition, Kelsey and I, our goal is to always make people self-sufficient to to teach them enough that they can count macros themselves, or get to the point where we're like where we're at, where I'm at, where you don't have to count macros, where you know what's in food, you just know. eyeball it. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the dream is to not have people forever. There are some coaches out there who will do things to keep a client for a long time, for as long as possible, and squeeze every cent out of them. Yeah. But that doesn't bring me any sort of reward. You know, I I, I like changing people's lives, whether yeah. it's getting them to a good a level thing. on the platform. Or, like I've had my first client, it was actually a girl, and I've had her. This is going on what three years now, and um, she left. You know what I mean? Because. I taught her everything that I that I could think of. Like, if you ever need help, let me know. You know, and we we got her really good with the counting the macros and all that stuff. And she was Gucci, ready to go. And she was gone for maybe like four months, and then she came, she came back. She goes, "I while I don't need you, I need you." Yeah. Like, she goes, "I miss the atmosphere. I, I miss feeling like I'm a part of a family and everything." And I think at the for me that was my first lesson that I, I learned as a coach was like, "Hey, man, it's not just you know they don't necessarily just." They don't. It's 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 not that they're paying you to be their friend, but you know they get more out of it because like 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 you said like you know you're you're not you know a psychiatrist you know you know you're not like you know you know you're not a doctor or anything like that but you know what you what you do is you make an impact you know what I mean and you make enough of an impact that by not having you in their life in some form or fashion there is a void without you being there you know what yeah. I mean and whether it's if you're holding them accountable that's awesome if it's yeah. just you know figuring out how they are. You know, throughout the day, that's awesome. If it's just like, hey, make sure, you know, we have six weeks until your next meet, whatever. Hey, make sure you're on point with this, this, and this. It's just having, you know, there's a spot that you've made in their life through, you know, and initially through, you know, your programming and everything else that there's a void when you're not 
when you're not there. And a lot of times it's having having them there, you know. And I mean, there's, I mean, if you make it special in them, then they they know that they're a part of something special and they want to yeah. remain a part of something special. And so for me, that that was kind of my my my, my lesson that you know that kind of taught me was like I I want to make it special for them. I want them, you know. I want, <laughs> I just hop off here. Hold on. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's. I think the deal that that look at coaching is passive income. That's the part. That's the big part. Things they they just miss. It's it's you're you're playing a huge role in somebody's life, and you know when somebody sends me a check in and it's like two sentences, I give. I'm like, all right, your program's updated. Have a good week. Yeah. But when somebody drops like the three paragraphs, you know that I'm I'm I I respond. I break all the paragraphs up. Yeah. And I paragraph my own because. I'm not, I'm not a very long-winded guy yeah. when it comes to the check. I don't like, like talking. Yeah. Typing, not so much. When I know a client needs that, you know when a client needs your help. Oh, and yeah. um, if you're not willing to invest that amount of time into somebody, somebody's development, then I'd say that coaching is not for you. Yeah, that's the scariest thing, man. When you get a when you get that long paragraph, you know, or, you know, if I get a long email paragraph and then I get a long Facebook message, I'm like, oh, man, like something, yeah. something, something. And, and for, and for those coaches out there that, are, that you guys are new or you think about getting into it, you can't don't. Here's my big word of advice. I got a lot of advice, but the one thing that I've learned that I learned quickly is there's nothing to be lost by being honest with your athlete. True story. I don't care if they're they're going to be you know a national team member or something, and you're afraid of losing them. Right. If they have two million, if they have two million Instagram followers, yeah. don't tell them their squats are depth when they're not, because you're only doing them a disservice. You're doing your profession a disservice. You're doing, your, you know, you're just doing yourself a disservice. It's a bad look. So Be honest with them. Tell them you're the coach. You're you're the captain now. Like yeah. that's. Listen to me. That's what they're. That's what they're. They're with you for in the first place. You know. That's what. You, don't be afraid to do that. No matter how how strong this person is, at the end of the day, they have come to you for guidance. So yeah. remember, be don't. You never saw Yoda go like, "Well, uh, Luke, I don't really want." No, Luke was. He's like, "You suck. I'm you gonna say, teach you how to be a Jedi, dude." Like, yeah, you want to be a Jedi? You need to listen. Are you, right. are you dropping <laughs> your hop ups down your shirt? I mean, for what reason? Okay. All right. So. I'm a, I'll get out so you can you can you can get back to the family thing, but we are gonna talk about shoes just a little bit. Okay. Nothing big, but we we gotta talk about. He's feeding the dogs. He got in trouble. Oh. <laughs> we gotta talk about this. What's what's going on with these with this Nike with this Nike deal right now, man? I I personally, I mean, I told you in the message, like I'm. I'm at the point that I'm about to try to organize a boycott of of, yeah. of Nike.com in the app. I think it's. I think it's trash. I think it was when we had that one. I think it was a, what was like it was like a year and a half, a two year span where you could verify that you were a human, and that was the most effective thing. But now, like with the with the the release of the app and the way they're doing with this with the with the sneakers app, the bots are just they're murdering right now. Yeah, there's you, there's literally when there's a draw, just don't even. I, I'm to the point now where I almost don't even want to try. It's it's a joke. I laugh. I show Kelsey every time I enter one, you're getting you're getting taking that out. They're just gonna give it to you. You never have a chance. It's no, just impossible. Exactly. Like I um I I won one one time I won uh, a draw and it was for the uh, what was it, those stupid shoes? Um, I forget. Um, they were the Elevens. It was one of the the Elevens, and I oh, didn't I, really want them that bad, did you? Yeah, I, I didn't want them at all. I just wanted them to resell because they were supposed like the the uh, what, the um, the high beats were like just like oh these are gonna be the greatest shoe and, and it was the uh, like the seventy two and tens or something one yeah, of those yeah that's exactly what they were I won that one 
And as soon as I got them, I flipped them. And I was like, all right, that's cool. I mean, I, and, and, and the thing is, is, you didn't even, I didn't even flip them for much. I think I flipped them for like 400. It wasn't like anything huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, all right, cool. Appreciate it. I made, I made like a buck 25 off of them. But like, I just, yeah. like, to be honest with you, man, like I'm at that point now where like, what's the point? You yeah. Know I mean, and, and either you have to be a celebrity, you have to be considered an influencer. Apparently you, there's, there's an influencer thing now. So if you're an influencer, you can, you know, you can, you can, you have a chance of getting, you know, getting kicks. But like, there's one place in Texas, like I told you about, there's one place left in Texas that you can actually go sit and wait in line for. And I do it because it, it takes me back to when I was younger, man, like, you know, a camp out or like waiting in line for for a pair of shoes. And I mean, there's still like general releases or whatever, but, you know, like That's I just. Okay. Now I'm like, if I see it's going to be a limited, limited release, I just know that I'm not going to get it. No. And, be, and I don't have the money nowadays to pay for resale. So if I don't get it on, on day one, then I'm going to get the waiting game. You all done? Like, yeah. I just don't like it. I just, I don't like the fact that now at this point, man, like, the, you know, the OG love, I, I feel like there should like be a card, but like, hey, you know, you, you're, you're like a lifelong member. You, you're a 20, 20 year member card holder of, you know, of the Jordan club. Like here, you know, you, you should get, you know, a shot at it. But like, these high beasts and these, these cats that just have this mad disposable income for a pair of kicks, like it's a it's a it's a win for you. Like oh, you just go to your plug, pay eight hundred bucks for a pair of two hundred dollars shoes, and you know it's a wrap. So I just I don't know. At this point, I think it's disheartening because I got out of shoes from two thousand five to about two thousand twelve, right? And I got back into it, and it was actually like I was like, oh wow, this is way easier because I got into. Like I was big into Dunks, uh, SB yeah. Dunks, which I still am. Still my yeah. favorite shoe, and they were so hard to get in the mid two thousands. They were they were impossible, and they would appreciate in value. You'd, there'd be Dunks that just came out for going for five hundred on eBay and stuff. So um, I got disheartened, and I just I wanted to wear. I like to wear my shoes. Same. I'm not exact same. I, yeah, we we both like to rock our shoes, and um, it, so I got back into it. I was like, oh wow, you know, it's actually pretty easy to get Jordans now. This is cool. I like. I like Jordans, you know, I like the three and the one and stuff. Yeah. So um, I still remember this and I'm still mad at myself. I got a pair of bread, uh, one, the 2013 version, and I flipped them. I should have kept them. They're so good. The one, the one with the X on the back. Yeah. But I couldn't, I could not because they were going for that. I sold it for like 375 So I made 200 bucks on it, yeah. which was nice. But that's one of those flips where I regret it because I didn't need the money that bad. I'd rather have the, the bread still. But – you know, and then, and then recent last, last year, it's just taken a turn for the worse. Like that, the draw, the draw system has ruined the fun. And I still remember the shattered backboard draw. Like that was the turning point for me. I think that was the first one where I just, and just the sight was down and like nothing, yeah. just nothing worked. And I knew something was up. I'm like, oh, the bots are back. Cool, they got bots. Yeah, dude, I couldn't even believe. Like, like wait, this is supposed to be bot proof now, but now it's not. And you have the stats that. And then these guys, like, hey, literally, this one guy, I, I went on this message board, and this dude was like, legit, was like, yeah, I just, I spent, I spent the last three months making email accounts and finding fake numbers, like you know, getting a fake number and a fake email account, matching them up so that I could enter these drawings. And I guess you know, you just need a high power, high power computer, and and you know, uh, you do have like twenty windows up. Yeah, man, and but this guy literally has like I think he had like two or three hundred accounts, and he still caught an L, still caught an L. So at this point, it's just like, man, um, you know, it's like I guess the the secret in you doesn't want to give up because maybe there's a chance. 
Yeah, but then still real, out there, you know? realistically, you're like, man, I have no chance at all in getting these kicks. Like, I honestly thought, like, you know what? They closed the window from 30 minutes to 10 minutes. There's a shot at me getting these kicks. Nah, not at all. And that the last that last L I took was like that was one well, that was kind of the dagger. And then of course, then they're supposed to be coming out with all these fours. If if that bread four is not a general release, I can tell you right now, man to man, I'm I'm through with the shoe game. Yeah. I'm literally gonna be I'm a bad talk. I, I got I like made myself believe that maybe the Tinker three wouldn't be super hyped. It was. It, it was. never they're still going for like three seventy five, four hundred. And you know, the next one is the Hall of Fame threes, the Katrina threes, and I'm really hoping those are GR because if they're not, I'm probably just gonna set fire to House of Hoops. Dude, you know, right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna ride. Because that's the that's my one number one shoe. The black cements are great, but I love the I love the, the the darker color threes, but the white like the fire red, um, yeah. and the Katrina like those the the white with cement the shadows I have the, I have the shadows uh, those are my favorite um, they're just classic you know and they go with everything so if I can get those I'll retire and maybe the Mochas you know maybe the USA's the USA's look like those Korea ones yeah those Korea ones look so fire man like Don't I, I, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you dude I I I hope the Mocha. If I can get if I can get my hands on like I, like I said I'm only I mean it's it's still a lot of shoes I'm only seven away from having all the threes. That's and, awesome. That's goals right there. Like, but I mean I you know it's like it's ones that I just been lazy and I haven't like I just really haven't like I mean the flips I can get the flips right now but I'm like eh I'd rather just you know if I'm gonna spend the, 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 the white the, the white or the, the black oh yeah yeah I, I, it's just like you know I mean I have the DBs I have those I have you know I mean. Jealous, yeah. I but I, I still don't have the fears. You know, I, I lost them in the, like those the that was the only Nike that I had. I had them in cart and I went to pay for them and somehow they disappeared from my cart. And to this day I'm like, dudes, I just that's when bots were the worst. That was when bots were the absolute worst. So yeah, I, I at this point, man, like don't get me wrong, I love the shoe game, you know what I mean? And I, I love, you know, I for me it's nostalgic, you know, especially with all these right now with all like the until I think up to the seven they drop a shoe. I'm like, oh man, I, I remember like what it was like. I remember, you know, like so for me, like when the three, with all these threes coming out. I mean, I remember when they discontinued the three for like a year or two. I was I was a little sad, but then yeah. like, then it's back. But then I'm like, well, now the ones I, I take it back. I guess I'm nine away now because I didn't get the Tinkers and I get the Tim, I didn't get the Timberlakes. Yeah, you know, which is I'd classify those as a different. I mean, there are three, but. Anything with the swoosh the, on the, the side swoosh, is yeah. And, and I'll be 100 with you. Like, I was, I, mean, I think we were both kind of eh about it, the, with the swoosh on the back because it, it's not it's a still three, a three, the silhouette's still the, the yeah, same. Still the, you know what I mean? Like, and, but that Timberlake joint, I mean, that, that white I was mad swoosh. That. I was mad because you don't even see the swoosh because it's like, it's like 3M yeah. or whatever. It's like, it's reflective. Yeah. And I was like, those, okay. that, yeah. I like. like and, and I just, don't, let me tell you how dumb I was because when they, <laughs> I, for some reason, my my sneakers app didn't give me. Obviously, you you, you got the camp out apparently on it, and I, I, I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't get a notification. I had push alerts on my watch. Well, the I thing is, the only people that knew were the people that actually followed Justin Timberlake, and then they would probably tell their friends because Timberlake's like, hey, by the way, we're gonna drop these during the Super Bowl. The whole time during the Super Bowl when he was performing, I'm on my story. Anybody that, that follows my story, they sound like I'm talking about his threes the whole time. Like, oh my god, those are so fire, those are so fire. Meanwhile, behind my back, Nike's got a sneak freaking release going on. And I was sick to my stomach because that was right after they did that that early drop for the uh, the cement the cement threes. And you yeah, already you got those. I got, I got that heads up and on I was you. Already, I was already butt hurt and jealous that I took that L. 
And so I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to, I guess, you know, that's just one more L that I'm taking. But, you know, it is what it is. It's you know, I, I actually, you know, the thing that really broke my heart is that I told you I love dunks, right? And yeah. the Ugly Christmas Sweaters came out third version. I only have one yeah. color. I only have one color. I have the black. I want the gray. They're super hard to find in yeah. 13 size. And so I saw the blues coming out. I got super pumped because I'm like, I love that colorway. Dunks aren't, dunks aren't popping anymore. Easy cop. This is going to be so easy. It's going to on Booyah. I don't, even want, I don't even want the special packaging. I just want the, the general release version. There wasn't a draw. It was just you, you click on the thing and you're waiting in line. I clicked on it. I was waiting. I was just sitting. On, I was in the gym. You know, I was just waiting for that that alert on my yeah. phone. Oh, you know, it's your the PayPal notification comes through. You're like, oh, cool. And I got sorry. Uh, this item was sold out in your size, and I was like, what? A dunk? Since when did dunks yeah. sell? Dunks do not sell out anymore. But Hype Beast got in there before me with the bots. They got their they got their pair to sell for you know 300, 300 plus on on eBay. And the guy that wants to wear the shoes now, look. I flipped a shoe. You flipped a shoe. Oh, yeah. We're not, not, we're not innocent. But at the same time, that's like, you know, it's you can't do it forever. If you're, that's your, if that's your quote unquote job, you need to come on, dude. Yeah, you're, you're just right for the rest like, of you're, us. You're, you're literally killing the game for everyone else. Yeah. Man. It's like, yeah. I just, I'm like literally getting heated talking about shoes. That's moving. Yeah, because I don't, yeah, because I don't buy shoes that often. I don't, I don't have the money now that you have a, I have a kid. Like, I don't have the money to, to do impulse purchasing. I plan my shoe purchases months in oh, advance. No, I have sold off. I've sold off about, I don't know if I told you, I sold off like 30 or 40 pairs. Yeah, so I've downsized, downsized. Um, I remember, I remember like, there was like, there was a point in time, like, and again, like I said, this is, this is how long we've been friends, at least sneakerhead friends. There was a point in time, like, this is no joke. There was about a six month period where like, legit every other day, like, yo, look at this pickup. Yo, check yeah. this out. Like, I'm yeah. like, this dude is out here. I remember so, I was like. Friend, I was super into LeBron's for a while, and you yeah. know. I realized as I got older, I still I always wear the same kind of shoes. I, I even though I buy them, I might wear them once. I just I come back to the three, I come back to the one. I never really was a big one guy growing up, and I same. love the one. Same. I think, and I think the ten is one of my favorites. It doesn't get the colorways it deserves. Yeah. You know, it's just it's such a cool shoe, yeah, but it always it really black colorways. Um, and I wear those, and then I wear Dunks and the occasional Air Max, but mostly just Dunks and and threes. And I'm like, you know what? I should just downsize my collection to the stuff that I, I want yeah, to wear. So, yeah. So I brought it back. It's probably closer to 50 now. Um, getting smaller. I just, every once in a while I'll get it. I'm like, I don't need these. I'll just sell them. Um, keep my options open so I have more room for the, the inevitable threes and the fours next year. That are, yeah. There's even a pair of fours coming out this year that just got leaked. Yeah, I, the saw, other. I saw that colorway. Like, I'm, I'm probably going to rock that. I kind of like the way that colorway looks. We'll yeah. See. My black cats are on their last legs. Hey, black cats! I walked right into Foot Locker. I was like, "Hey, can I have those in a in a 13? They're like, "Sure." My infrared threes walked into walked into like Champs or something. I was like, "Can I have a pair of them? what size you got?" And those, oh, we got like you know 12, 13, 10. And, All right, give me the 13. It doesn't work for that anymore. Yeah. Even even you know shoes that you think are gonna are gonna sit don't sit. But then again, it's hard to predict because I thought the mil the the blue sport three or blue sport threes would sell like me too. Yeah. They were sitting. I'll, I'm going to triple up on those things at some point. I'm just good because that's one. That's my favorite well, shoe of all. I thought. I thought both. I thought the 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 fours, the motorsport, um, and the yep. alternatives. I thought those were going to be gone in that heart. I got the the white the white ones. Yeah, those. Uh, I got those real cheap. I got those for like one 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 twenty. And then I ended up getting. Uh, I ended up getting the uh, the the alternate. I I got those. What three weeks ago for like eighty bucks? Yeah. Like, you know what? We I think we talked about this for Raw Nationals, but. 
I don't care about how much shoe costs. I care about how much I like it. Those Cyber Cyber Monday, the Cyber Monday black ones with the Those white. Those are my so- absolute favorite threes. They're so they're awesome. And you know another one that I think it slept on is the. Uh, it's like got the gray. It's a gray with a white sole. It's actually not a white sole. It's like an off-white sole. Yeah. And it's gray. They're like a. It's like a sweater material. I don't know what you call wolf, that. That material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, three. And I got those for like ninety bucks. Yeah. I rock the hell out of those. Yeah. I love them. People I, were like, "Oh, those are those are trash." Oh, what? She's trash because it doesn't sell out now. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, it's that's not what dictates what what's a good shoe and what isn't. No, so. Not at all. All right, we'll um, we'll leave the shoe so, game. Bro. I get this. Do it. Do it. Do it. Because I know you got something to go. Well, the, I don't know how much time I got left here. We might have to do a two-parter, dude. Yeah, we, can, we, can just do, we can do a two-parter because, like, all I have left is my two questions, and I'm done. You got two questions? All right, hit me with them. All right. The island. If you're stuck on an island. Oh, I already, I already thought about this three, one. What are the three things you're going to take with you? All right. Take Cam, take Kelsey, and take my bike. That's it. Sorry, dogs. You guys don't get to come. But, uh. <laughs> Because the bike is the bike is something I, I'm a cyclist now. Um, after I got a bunch of injuries and power, I couldn't powerlift anymore, I, I'm very like competitive person, right. and I like to, I like to challenge myself. And I couldn't really run. I just got back into running recently after my knee surgery, but couldn't really run. Couldn't really do anything. But cycling is low impact and mm-hmm. it's really challenging, especially when you get up like I've done a century before, done 100 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this hypothetical scenario, I'd be able to ride my bike, and obviously. Cam and Kelsey, without them, I literally uh, have nothing. So I know that's kind of like a loophole, so we're going to pick three physical things, but my family is the single most important thing to me in my life. They're the reason I do everything I do. I, I never, and I talked about this on Twitter the other day, I never thought, I never cared about dying ever. Like, I wasn't like super hardcore or anything. I just never thought about dying. You know, I used to make the joke when I was a wrestler, I'd fly all the time. My mom would ask me, she's super, I'm a mama's boy, she'd be like, yeah, call me when you land. I'm like, mom, if. The plane crashes. You're gonna see it on the news. I don't need to call you, okay? Like, you know, I'm gone. But uh, I just now that I have a kid, man, I I just I'm scared to not be there for him and not be there for Kelsey. And we're such a and she's my best friend. Yeah. And Cam's like my best dude friend because uh, we're we hang out together every day. I can't imagine my life without that. So going to the island without those two things and the bikes, like the bike. Um, I guess that way I wouldn't be fat. I mean, I just eat a bunch of pineapple and shit. I don't know. Yeah, but the bike is something I really love. And when I went through, I had to get my knee, my knee cut open. I had knee surgery in December. I went through some like couple hard months. I didn't realize how much I really depended on exercise yeah. to to like feel good. You know, so I would take that. Otherwise, it'd be like I just drink myself to sleep every day. I feel you. And my last question, like I said, I introduced to you earlier. So if if you don't have the full sixteen, you don't have to have the full sixteen. Okay. Somebody I don't put think, a gun to your I don't, head. I don't know. What is how, what is sixteen bars anyways? How what's the? It's just pretty, uh, it's just like the, it's just like to the usually it's like what? Uh, how many verses is that? It's like, like a couple. It's like a couple verses really. Like okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I we'll have that much, but this is. I probably messed up a little bit, but this is the one that sticks with me. I can't remember a lot of stuff, but okay. So let me give the intro. I got to give the intro. Okay. So if somebody were to walk up to you in an alley on a bus, in a plane, whatever, and put a gun in your hand like, hey, I need you to spit 16 bars or as much as possible. Could you do it or would you die? I can do it. It might not come quickly, but I'll do it right now. Boom, what is it? I drink a boost for breakfast, an inshore for dessert, somebody order pancakes, I just sit the The scissor. That right there could make a sane, uh, that right could make a sane man bizzard. Is that always it? Yeah. That right can make a sane man bizzard. No worries. 
Mr. H to the Izzo back to Wizard. That's I think that's the I think that's the the verse that I I don't like. I don't know if, let me look it up real quick. Hold up. That was right. That's definitely right. Most people fear it. Most people fear. Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's actually hold up. It's out. Yeah, it's that that right there could drive a sane man bizzard. Yeah, dude, that's. Not to worry, Mr. H to the Izzo. Back to Back the Izzo. Yeah. You, and, that, you and Kanye. I was thinking about the line. That's what it, you inspired me because you were talking about H to the Izzo and like kind of such a like classic Kanye thing. Like, be, like he just – and that line, and that whole – I mean just everything he did from mixtape, the mixtape uh, to college dropout to you know late registration. and It just stuck with me for a long time. But I always, I always hear those first two lines and – you know, I drink a boost for breakfast and insure for dessert. And people don't even remember like him getting a car wreck and all that stuff yeah, and having his jaw wired shut. He actually recorded that song twice. There's a mixtape version where his jaw is still wired and you yeah, can tell yeah. the yeah, album. I, I've heard that version. Sound. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because he's like, he's talking like this. He's yeah, rapping like this. Like, yeah, through like just like wired teeth. Yeah, dude, I, man, that's crazy. Yeah, but then we like we got to do it. Like, see, you didn't. I probably. I mean, I had a feeling this was going to happen. We got to do more than one of these because we have so much to talk about between shoes and music and and stuff and coaching. Yeah, and we'll do. You, yeah, we'll do. Put, we'll we'll do in a few weeks from now, we'll have more stuff to talk about. And, you know. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, you can just be a regular on this, man. I'm like, yeah, what's cracking? What's going to do that? Yeah. We even talk about food. See, we talked. Oh, we didn't even. In, hey, no okay. joke. Look. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Circles. It's okay. I knew that was gonna happen. Like that's kind of that's how we are. Every time we like when we meet at Raw Nationals, what do we talk about until we get pulled apart? It's like shoes. What do you, hey? What'd you pick up? What do you? Oh shit! I just got a Nike notification. What is this? Oh fuck off. This just literally. I thought I was gonna get something unlocked for me. Don't miss your chance to own a limited edition Philip Pagowski T-shirt inspired by I, your NBA team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I get so pumped when I get that push alert. I'm like, oh shit! Or I, I get never the get, dude, I never get anything. When I when I first started getting shit unlocked, dude, I was getting like they were just dropping like all kind of dope shit like to be unlocked because I was really trying to get. I think what did it for me is I stopped. I didn't buy anything. Um, because they unlocked the uh, what are those uh, I forget those new Air Maxes that that they're they're pumping now. Uh, the Air whatever. Paper Max, the, the Paper ones Max, with the, yeah. the pods on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. dude, like they they uh. They did a bunch of Vapor Mac releases, and I just I didn't want any of those. Um, they had that Tinker that that Tinker colorway. I really should have got. Yeah. Oh shit! The the uh, LeBron graffiti. Okay, that's. But yeah, man. But I'll let you go, bro. I, I like like I said, I really really appreciate it. I think people are gonna really like this. And this is hilarious. I How mean, can like like we? I think we could just have a show together. I, I think that's yeah, dude. We definitely need to just just keep chopping these bad boys up. Because I started trying to do a podcast on my own, I realized that. I don't have the time for it. I don't have the effort, but I'm a really, I think I'm a really good guest. So that's, I, people just keep interviewing, just asking me to do interviews. I'm like, yeah. sure, I'll do that. I'm not, why don't you do your own podcast? I'm like, nah, man, I'm not the, I'm not that kind of guy. I'd rather be just talk to you about stuff. Yeah, so. I, I'm not, I, I found that I was, wasn't that, that, that consistent, but then I like looked around and was like, wait, I can drop these whenever I feel like it. So I'm just yeah. going to drop them when I feel like it. And I'm like, well, I don't necessarily want to go out and just find like just, guests on guests on guests but i'm like i was like kind of look i'm no joke i was just kind of looking through like my friends and everybody that i follow like dude i have some super interesting people i was gonna say that's exactly what i was gonna say i was gonna say you have interesting friends like, you have some of the strongest people on earth yeah, too. Like, i rock with some of the dopest people man and then I, I was like well like 
But I mean, what would I talk about? I said, well, I mean, you know, like I fuck with shoes real heavy. Well, Eric does that, so all right. I I really like like music. Wait, Eric does like. Let me hit Eric. You know, like I literally was just kind of going on like like which one of my friends is like I would like. And the thing is, like who who would I normally talk to anyway, regardless yeah. if I had a screen in front of me. You know what I mean? And we always have good convos. So yeah, man, I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely going to hit you again, man. We'll actually talk about the show. Speaking of which, how can people find you, man? So, so that, I mean, have, if they don't already follow you, like, it's time for you to hit 100K, bro. Um, All right. I, I, my, my branding is terrible. I'm finishing. I'm done. I'm, uh, we're, just, we're finishing. Okay. My branding is terrible due to multiple a multitude of reasons. My Twitter is Eric is PBIC. Uh, my Instagram is Family Food Dude. My YouTube is Chubby Little Bastard. But if you go to my Instagram, just go to Family Food Dude. You can find all my other accounts much easier. That's the mothership. That's the hub. That's the main thing. That's my main form. You know, I got to – obviously, I work hard at YouTube. Twitter's kind of just whatever. Um, but YouTube and Instagram, I re- work really hard at. I just broke 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, which I'm really excited about. And Because uh, I, don't, I don't care about YouTube. I don't try hard other than like I just – don't edit things. I just kind of chop it up a little bit. I edit out the dead space and then I post it up. Like yesterday, we posted this review of Cam and, I, and Kelsey and I eating ice cream. Cam was acting ridiculous. Like it was terrible. I'm sure watching it, you're just like, wow, this kid's maniac. I wasn't gonna like not post it. That's my real life. So uh, I'm raw. Uh, I don't have a lot. I don't have a very polished delivery in my content, but I think it's I think it's fun. So uh, family food dude, that's the spot. If you guys like junk food, who doesn't? Honestly, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, and that's the, that's the thing. I, I really touch on a lot of things that powerlifters enjoy. So, yeah. that's what's up, man. Well, like I said, I appreciate you, man. We're definitely gonna, ha- I'm gonna definitely hit you back like soon. We've gotta actually talk about family food dude. And, you know, what I'm yeah. yeah, I gotta get ready to go to Disney Junior. We're gonna Disney Junior dance show tonight. Oh, so, snap. yeah, that's what's up. That's, all right, man, you guys be good, man. Tell Kelsey I said laters and, and uh, give Cam a hug and kiss for me, man. All right, man. Thanks for having me. All right, later, bro. See you. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was absolutely amazing. I mean, it is what it is. I love my own brand. I buy my own brand, so it is what it is. Uh, speaking of my own brand, I got the heat on. Obviously, if you want any of this heat, you can easily go to lsmcclain.com or you can go to uh, McLean dot bigcartel.com and you can get all of the gear if it's not sold out i'm not gonna lie my stuff is hot so people keep buying it and i'm not even mad at it i can say it um facts me um anyways yeah if if you like the video if you like the um all the stuff that happened man like comment subscribe if you're on youtube obviously if you're listening to this on either soundcloud or on um, uh, apple podcast then subscribe my man or woman or kid or child whatever just do it. Um, other than that, man, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can reach him. I put all the stuff in the descriptions of all of it. You can reach Eric um, at uh, Family Food Dude as far as IG goes. And um, man, his, like he literally has like five or six different ones, but that's the main one. That's the hub. If you want to find out all of the rest of his social media, it's all going to be there at uh, Family Food Dude on IG. Other than that, man, I hope you guys had an awesome time listening to it. Um, have a great day, night, evening, whatever. Be blessed. Peace.